I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown Jets. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Green Bean to my this way and I have Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? I got, I have to admit, um, that little card of the Saints stuff I've been at the park with my daughter all day. You guys, right before we started the show, they said, hey, maybe we'll talk about that. That was me finding out about it. I just Googled it. I'm pissed. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why. I've literally known for about 90 seconds. I don't like this, guys. So I can't wait to talk about it. But, man, I'm not in a good mood all of a sudden. Oh, man. See, we woke up Green Bean from the wrong side of his <laughs> slumber bed. Matt, yeah. how you doing tonight? Yeah, we're getting a little nervous. I can't wait to really dive into uh, dark retreats. Um, I'm very, very interested to see what your guys' take is on uh, staying in a dark room for four straight days. I love it. Staying in a room for four dark days. Uh, boys and girls, <laughs> yeah. make sure you hit that like button on the way in for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick one t-shirt qualifier at the end of this, or one t-shirt qualifier during the stream. And one of you guys is going to win a t-shirt at the end of this stream. If you're watching after the fact, all you got to do is drop a comment down below this video and you're entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. So you guys heard us kind of mention some of this stuff, the dark retreat, the car possibly to the saints. Let's, uh, I, I want to take us through a, a whole like sequence of um, videos and clips that we can talk about. And I'll try to escalate it. Uh, as it goes. So before we get to the quarterbacks, I do want to talk. I mean, I guess it is still technically the quarterback, but this is Sauce Gardner on Good Morning Football this morning. All right. Well, you got the name and you've got the game, but we don't know necessarily who the quarterback is. Sauce, a lot of, a lot of gossip, a lot of rumors. You even had a tweet that was taken down. What do you make of the Rodgers to Jets rumors? Man, I, I don't know, man. I, have, I was trolling. I woke up trolling that day, man. You know, I woke up trolling <laughs> I can't speak on it too, too much, but you know, I know, you know, I know a little something about about something, but I ain't, I ain't gonna say too much. So I know a little something about something, but I'm not gonna say too much. Sauce has been tweeting out to Aaron Rodgers, to Derek Carr, these different uh, people to try and recruit them to come to New York. And it makes me feel good because it makes me feel like players want to be here. Like the guys on our team are actively trying to get other players here. And it makes me feel good. Green Bean, I want to hear your thoughts first. What do you think about Sauce's comments? Do you think he knows any sort of layout for what the Jets might be thinking at quarterback? Or you think Joe Douglas is maybe playing it a little closer to his chest? Well, there's a lot to unpack here, I think. Uh, number one, uh, I've been seeing... So he wears sunglasses a lot, huh? This is kind of his thing, I think. He was inside, he was too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that glare from the... <laughs> not used to the content. I mean, 
I mean, look, clearly he's way out front of, you know, potential superstars that we have, right? Rookie uh, phenomenon and all, all pro and all this stuff. And this kind you know, the the wing sauce and all that kind of stuff. But the sunglasses inside thing, I, I'm not sure how to digest that. It's been consistent. And I've seen it like three times in a row at the Pro Bowl. He was doing it. So there's that. I have to I have to process that. Um, that said, I really do like the way he, you know, he's kind of very personable and I, and I enjoy listening to him. I don't think he knows a damn thing. That's now I, I agree with you that it's cool to have good players out there actively recruiting because it shows they're invested. Now, if you guys remember this blew up in our face, not too long ago, you remember this Jamal Adams was out there actively recruiting people. He recruited Le'Veon Bell. And then he demanded to get traded, and Le'Veon Bell said publicly, like, what the hell, man? You left me in this abyss with Adam Gase. Like, you got me to come here, and, and it was really kind of yucky and embarrassing. I don't know if you guys uh, remember that, but that was real. That said, I do think it's cool that that Sauce and some other guys, Quinnen, I think, did some stuff. And it's nice to see legitimate, like, all pro-level players on our team actively out there trying to get some, some help. Uh, you know, it, it's it's also you know, could be a little nod, you know, a little knock on Zach. It could, right? They're kind of moving past him already. But honestly, I don't think he knows anything. I don't. I don't think Joe Douglas is sharing with Sauce Gardner how deep they are with Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. I think it's just just him having fun. Matt, what about you? You think Sauce is in the know? Well, here's what I think. I think Devontae Adams is full of shit, and I think Sauce Gardner is right on it. <laughs> That's what I think. It, the, obviously, the, how would Devontae Adams possibly know uh, that his old buddy is going to come and live with him? But Sauce, he very well could. No, it, it, all the, this time of year is all just like, I don't know, it's the rumor mill. It's all the, you know, the eyeball emoji tweets. It's getting, it's getting a little bit much, but I, I don't know. It, he's going he's gonna to say something like that, stir the pot up a little bit. I don't really, you know, make a whole lot out of it. I love it. Any kind of like nice positive vibes towards the Jets it makes me feel good. I love it. Hopefully we don't wind up being incredibly disappointed because the next few clips I'm going to show are going to make us feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, so, Greenby, do you guys want to go first with the, do you guys want me to do the Rogers one or the car one first? Which one do you think makes for a better discussion? Um... I, I would well with Matt mentioned dark retreat stuff. We could go that way. I think I think that would be oh, smooth. Let's, Let's do it, go. Right? All right, dark retreats. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee. We'll talk about it after the clip. You normally don't really throw in this time of year. Have you thought about throwing this year? Well, I'm still uh, in the art of contemplation about my future. So mm. I'm. I'm uh, Is that real? Uh, Are we really contemplating playing football again? Still, is that like a heavy, heavy thought? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I just assumed because the way you've given answers, it's like foregone conclusion. But you have told us numerous times you haven't got through that portion of your decision making yet. So I that's just that seems surprising me right there. That's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, hundred percent. And that's why I think it's gonna be important um to get through this week and then uh, you know, to uh, uh to take my uh you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward 
What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave. Are you not going to talk? You're not going to speak one of those things? Yeah. Is it just you in there? And if you're just in there alone, do you know how many days you're in there? Are you taking an iPad, a book? Are we able to reach you? It's it's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. What? You go to Alaska? Not Alaska. No, I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. Are you locked in? Where is it? You're not locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you you know you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's uh, it's a darkness retreat. Wow. And I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months. And it's coming up uh, in a couple weeks. So you walk into a room for four days, or is it a cave? Where it's, is, a, it's a room. It's a little house, yeah. And they just kind of black out the window. Brrr, everything's dropped down. And then there's somebody like in there administering like sounds and what we're going through, options. Of there's, a, there's a two-way... Uh, Mirror? No, like a like a little slot that they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you but it's uh, but it's it's uh, isolation and darkness no you know no music no nothing are they recording you and your actions how many people are in there uh, just myself isolation oh. holy shit yeah that's, it'd be weird if you had some random stranger in a corner you couldn't see <laughs> I thought it was a group. I thought it was like a group. We're trying to trying to battle trying to battle for the toilet in the darkness with somebody. So you're so they're the one. So is there a bathroom? or You wearing a diaper? I think you can you can wear you can wear adult uh, diapers if you want, but there's actually a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys. I, I should try to frame this in a better way because you guys should have heard Matt Greenbean and I snickering behind the scenes right there oh, they as we're watching us. Oh my, no, they can't hear it. They can, oh, they can only hear the video. <laughs> oh, I wish you guys heard us. We were, we were talking. Oh bad. We were just, it, it's so ridiculous. And I almost think like the funny part is like, uh, Pat McAfee's like expression, like, what do you mean you're going into a dark room? What is it in a cave? Is it where? What are you doing? A dark isolation, you know, room. What are you doing? I'm going to paraphrase this. Aaron Rodgers is going to go do some ayahuasca and shrooms for a few weeks, and then he's going to come back and he's going to decide that he's going to play football for 110 million dollars for the next two years. There is no way this dude's retiring. Um, but him waiting a few weeks is entirely concerning. I am not a fan of that. And the next clip that we play will probably make you all feel <laughs> similarly to that uh, as well. I don't like waiting on Rodgers. I don't think the Jets should wait on Rodgers. There's actually a poll question in the chat right now. Um, which would you prefer, go all in on Carr now or wait and go all in on Rodgers? It's an interesting topic because I feel like fans are going each different way. Matt, I'm going to throw this one to you first. What do you think of the Rodgers dark isolation? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, to be honest with you. One, that sounds like just a complete nightmare. Alone with your thoughts in the dark for four straight days? What? No, thank you. I'd be I'd be out in like six hours. Like, there's no way I would make it that long into this thing. Um, like the food situation. If it's complete darkness, how are you able to see? Like when they drop, like are they, what are they throwing like biscuits through a slot? How do you wipe? Have you ever been in a bathroom when the the automatic lights turn off? I'm using my fucking phone trying to figure out like oh, yeah. uh, uh, one more wipe. Gotta go again. Like the, miserable, awful experience. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's a very, very <laughs> bizarre guy, right? A great quarterback, just a weird dude. Um, but that's the thing. Like, 
what do you what do you do now? Do you wait for him to make that decision and risk potentially losing out on both Carr and Rogers? Like this complicates mm-hmm. everything, which is just so shitty. But I have no, like, is he just gonna sit and think for four days if he wants to play football or not? Like, <laughs> is that his plan? That sounds awful. He's. I, I see uh, in the chat is Rogers going with Ricky Williams <laughs> to this retreat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it kind of sounds like, right? Like it sort of sounds like this guy is just like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm really about football right now. Really got to uh, get my mind right if you catch my drift. Greenbean, your thoughts on the dark retreat? Well, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna sound. I'm different than you guys. I I have a significantly different perspective. Uh, number one, the nightmare aspect that Matt's talking about is the is the goal. Like that's kind of. It's to um, it's to get through that. It's to get past that onslaught of of madness. It's kind of a it's an it's an extreme meditation thing. Now the darkness I haven't heard for that long, but this sensory deprivation tanks and things like that. I have tons of friends. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a sensory deprivation tank here in Charlottesville. I've been eyeballing from afar for three years. I've been just kind of, hmm, I'm a little nervous to get in there. But, you know, where they take away everything, you can't, there's nothing to hear. There's nothing to see. They put enough for salt in the For four days? Water. No, well, that's the thing. Four right? days sounds like <laughs> I know but you're not getting the- all pruny in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but the I have I've I've craved silent retreats man I've heard uh really potent powerful um responses from people when they go to a silent retreat now obviously it's not dark but the fact you know just the idea of not speaking for some mm-hmm. do like 24 hours it's 48 like hours 72 hours same idea uh, kind of thing a, right like a, a mind and body yeah yeah and I think look it's on the extreme end but I think uh I'm not so I, I'm with you where, uh, from our end, I don't want to wait until this guy does his mm-hmm. his off-season freak session. You know, I, I, it's like, I want to know. You can do all that shit. Sign the paper. We agree to a trade and fucking party, man. Go live in the in the jungle for three months. Like, I don't care. The us waiting on it. You know, when you mm-hmm. go into a dark room for four days, man, who knows who's walking out the other end? You know what I mean? He could go. Could, my could be that guy with the rat Harry. or whatever that he's dreaming about. Right. You hear about that? He could come out and say, you know what? I've decided I'm going to be a plumber. That's my calling. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't know. So <laughs> that's the thing. I'd, I'd hate to wait. That all said, I I kind of, I come from the angle where I respect this kind of stuff. I'm I'm in mm-hmm. that kind of hokey pokey world. I've, I've had a foot in there for a long time. I've told you guys, I've been on shamanic retreats and and mm-hmm. all, all sorts of crazy shit that I've done. Um, and a lot of it's very, very powerful. Uh, again, um, I'm cool with whatever he wants to do, the ayahuasca, all that sort of stuff. I don't want to wait. That's where but when mm-hmm. it where it becomes applicable to us is we got Derek Carr going to meet the Saints. Derek Carr is kind of my number one. I do vacillate between the mm-hmm. two. I go, I might like Rogers more, but they're one A, one B. And I hate mm-hmm. that Carr is going to the Saints and Rogers is going to a dark room for mm-hmm. four days in, in a couple weeks. You know, it's not tomorrow. So he's going to a dark room in a couple of weeks, which I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like we're going to bring in Jamie. We're going to end up with Jameis Winston here. That's, that's what I feel. Oh, oh, oh dude, the not. panic is setting in. The pan- Like, yeah, don't I get me wrong. Help. Like, I want to <laughs> stay positive, And I know the Jets, 
like whole front office and everything, they're buzzing. They think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. And like yeah. now Vegas thinks they're getting Aaron Rodgers and what's going on. Uh, before we go into the super chats that we've been getting popping up, uh, here is the car comments by Ian Rappaport about car going to visit with the New Orleans Saints. Stop number one is the New Orleans Saints, a significant development in the Derek Carr sweepstakes. Sources tell me that the Las Vegas Raiders have given Carr permission to visit the New Orleans Saints. That is going to take place tomorrow. The Saints and old friend Dennis Allen invited Carr to visit, and that is expected to happen. It is considered to be due diligence. No trade as of right now is imminent, but of course, we've known that Derek Carr does have permission to speak with teams provided they're willing to give the compensation that the Raiders would likely take in the event of the trade. So what does this all mean? No trade is done, but the Saints are considered to be serious suitors. And of course, Dennis Allen has known Derek Carr forever. Remember, when uh, Dennis Allen was a third-year coach, he started a then-rookie quarterback. That same quarterback is now visiting New Orleans tomorrow. All right, so that was Rappaport on Derek Carr and his interview with the New Orleans Saints coming up tomorrow. I don't love this. <laughs> there's a, So there's a few things to go into, right? Like, the only teams that Derek Carr is allowed to talk to right now are the teams that have sent over trade packages for Derek Carr and that the Raiders have accepted. And now it's the Raiders saying, okay, Carr, you can talk to that team because we have a deal in place. If you work out a contract, we'll complete the trade. Bingo, bango, bongo. And then uh, figure it out. The other side of this is at the Pro Bowl, we heard Derek Carr say, I'm going to do what's in the best interest of my family. Now, the best interest of his family feels like that is to try and hit free agency or at least to lock in the $40 million fully guaranteed, which triggers at that February 15th deadline. So for me, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm telling the Raiders, I would totally accept a trade. No problem. Uh, or I'm not sure if I'll accept a trade yet. Maybe that, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, I'm not sure if I'll accept a trade yet, but I want to wait and do what's best for my family. I will absolutely discuss trade potential maybe February 16th, the day after my $40 million gets kicked in. So that way the Raiders have to either cut him or you know guarantee that $40 million and then the team would have, like the, the new team would have to restructure it at that point. Um, I'm curious to see where this winds up going. I've been saying he's going to get cut for a while, but if there's enough interest, maybe it's just not going to happen. Um, Greenbean, I'll throw this one to you first. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr possibly going to the Saints? It says no trade is imminent right now. Um, what are your feelings? Well, look, I, I fancy myself among the level-headed of our fan mm -hmm. base. I, I count I myself so. in their number, right? Now, I've again, I've only known about this for mere moments. So I've also shared that my default setting is one of panic, cynicism, and the end of the world is coming, right? I have to work mm -hmm. through a process to get out of there. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. And then I level off and I go, okay, well, maybe I see it both ways. But so I'm still kind of in the, I can't believe the Jets are going to allow this shit to happen. You know, I'm still there with the Derek Carr <laughs> thing. But let me, let me say this. And I've, I've, I've gotten into numerous debates about this. I have said unequivocally that there is no way in hell the Raiders are going to let, are going to cut Derek Carr. It's not happening. They will work out whatever finances are guaranteed, uh, for on the 15th. They'll work that into the deal with it. Whatever that has to happen, they're going to get something for a franchise quarterback. They're not just going to let him go. And even if it's a sixth, if they're going to get something for him, uh, now, uh, Derek Carr, 
Is you know, he's going to probably play hardball, like we said. He's not going to extend and all that shit. But I just, I don't see it, man. I don't see them cutting him. It'd be great if they did, and then we can go after him. But I just don't like the reports that that the Jets don't seem to be all that interested in him. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand why why they would be more interested in guys like Lamar Jackson, who misses, you know, he leaves his team on the lurch every year as they get into the playoffs. Last two years, he missed five games. Or Jimmy G, he has one full season in nine years, um, and you know, only six of actually playing, you know, the first three being behind Tom Brady. I don't know why we would be more interested in it, and it spooks me a little. Now, I'm going with, with this. In Joe, I trust, okay? I'm going to trust him on this one. It's a big decision, and I'm going to trust him, but I'm a little freaked out. I'd like to see cars visiting the Jets, too. I'd like to see a little bit of that action. Matt, what are your thoughts about hearing this report? Yeah, I'm hoping the Jets are on this list as well because, as we've been saying, like, obviously I understand wanting to go all in for Rodgers, but you can't not have a fallback plan. And in my opinion, if you don't come away with either Rodgers or Carr, that's that's a failure. I, I think it's a massive drop-off from those two guys down to the – my third guy, I'd say Jimmy G, is three. And the reason for that and why he's not on that same level is because he gets hurt every single year every year he's hurt green beats that he played one full year they went to the super bowl which is great but the guy's been hurt ever since and even yeah. the year before that he was hurt and missed a ton of time so that's the unfortunate part there uh, it, it's it's making me nervous like that's just my genuine feeling on it is i'm i'm nervous because you have Carr now is starting to meet with these teams and if the jets aren't on that list you are banking on rogers to come out of his little you know his retreat in a few weeks and you better hope he comes to you. Cause if not, then you're staring down the barrel at Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill. And mm. that scares the life out of me. Yeah. And I'll go so far as to say, I don't think Jimmy G is coming to the jets. I, I, I got the feeling he was probably going to be their second option. Cause like green bean kind of said, I get the feeling they're not in on car, which I, I think is a serious miscalculation. And if we find out that is the case, um, and we wind up missing on all the quarterbacks, then Douglas and Sal are gone. Um, I think it would be after this year, obviously, but I think that's a, a really big problem. I I don't know what to make of it. I almost feel like they're going all in on Rodgers. I think Rodgers could definitely pick Vegas or could definitely pick the Titans. And I would say Jimmy G isn't a lock to come to the Jets either. I think if you're looking at Kyle Shanahan, who looked to move on from him for the last two and a half years, and if you're saying, oh, well, there's some more Shanahan guys in New York, you know, I could go there where those guys just tried to get rid of me for the last few years. Or, you know, maybe you you go a different direction and maybe you follow a Mike Vrabel and you replace Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee and you try to go for a ring with a Derrick Henry uh, on your team and you try to go that route. Or maybe he is an option for the Las Vegas Raiders and then he goes and goes back with the uh, – you know, McDaniels. But at that point, if he goes to to Vegas, then you probably assume Rodgers is coming here. I don't know. I, I get nervous that it's going to be like Carr to the NFC South, Rodgers to Vegas, uh, Jimmy G to the Titans. And now we're, like Matt said, staring down the barrel of Ryan Tannehill. And I'm just going to vomit in my mouth if I have to watch Ryan Tannehill for 17 weeks next year. I know. It's bullshit. And it, look, and it, and it would be an improvement. Sad to say, it would be a vast improvement. I mean, like, in, I was, uh, we were talking about it last night, Dom and I. If Ryan Tannehill was on the Jets, the, the, the 2022 Jets, do we make the playoffs? 
right? It's like, I have to say yes. <sighs> I think, I think yes. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's terrible to be in that conundrum. Because like Matt said, I think it's a whiff. If we don't get Rogers, Carr, and then we lose out on even Jimmy G, it is a major whiff. Trust me, that's who they're, they're going for any combination of those three guys. There's no question about it. Or, and you can might even add Lamar Jackson and we can talk about that's that. That's what I was going to say. I think Lamar's the panic move. If Rodgers goes elsewhere, yeah. I think Douglas and Salah, they don't have to worry about the picks because if they don't get a quarterback, their asses aren't going to be here to worry about the picks or the cap. They're going to go every draft pick to try and get Lamar if they miss out on all these top quarterbacks. I don't Holy think they're shit. trading him in a conference, though. I think they would trade. Well, that's him to the, the issue. I think he's going NFC. I think he. I think he's going to go to the Falcons. Yeah. But again, I think the Falcons it, though, I think are primed. It all depends on. Well, you know, it all depends on on more. We only play the Ravens really. I mean, once every couple of years, so it's not. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I agree. I think they would prefer to go NFC. But if our package is better, but I don't know. I think, like you said, I think that's a panic move. But like, if we end up, like I said, with Ryan Tannehill, I think this, this Jets team makes the playoffs. But I again, I don't think we go very far in the playoffs. But we're definitely a better team. We have that kind of average quarterback play that we've been talking about needing all year. We're at a point now where it's like we'd like to maybe improve and we'd like to maybe have a legitimate shot. The team, while it has its holes and it has its weaknesses, is really primed to make some noise. I mean, we have done a very good job building this team. We have players all over the place. And if we don't get one of these quarterbacks, like we've made the decision. We took a swing on Zach, at, at least for the time being. More than likely for good, it's a major blunder. It's a, He's a bust up to this point, right? He's a bust. So we have to now panic, and that's just part of the deal. You're not going to get another chance to develop for three more years, Anthony, you know, whoever. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get to do this. Um, so I think, yeah, they, they got to bring somebody in. And if it ends up being Ryan Tannehill or Jameis Winston or – uh, you know, even Gardner Minshew, who I do like, I just I think it's a whiff, and it's a and it would be evident, and I think the noise would begin. I think. Do you think there's any scenario where all the quarterbacks are gone? Let's say Lamar goes to the Falcons, and now like every like we're done. Like what what is the option? Like is Tannehill the end game? We're going to go through the season with him, or do you think there's some situation where maybe Douglas? tries to offer the haul that the Bears want to go up and get a quarterback, being that he was in Chicago at one point as their player personnel or whatever he was over there. Maybe he's got some, uh, oh, yeah. some ties to that organization. I don't know. I, I, I see a comment in I don't the, want a vet. The... I, I want a vet. I don't want a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I saying, like, you know, it, I'm, I'm thinking panic mode. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we chew them up. We chew up the kids. We, we, we need somebody who's got the, you know, the mental fortitude of being in the NFL for a few years, even if it is in a lesser market. You know, like we talk about Carr all the time. He's, he's not made for New York. Maybe not. You know, he's a sensitive guy, and he's been known to cry and things like that, and that's all well and good. But let's not forget, he's also a nine-year vet. Like, he's been there, done. He's been here. He's not. It's not culture shock. It's going to be a little bit more intensified. Wait, bringing in the kids right now, Ryan, I'm with you. It's just maybe in the future we can do that. Right now, this team, this era of Jets fan, we need a damn vet. We need somebody that can weather our our barrage of insults and whatever the hell it is. They need We need somebody that's going to come out there, uh, not get rattled, know what to do, and give us a, at, at least average football so we can be happy enough to not want to chop their heads off. That's it. Matt, any thoughts here? 
<laughs> it could get ugly real quick is what we're what i'm finding out from what as we're as we're talking through this but i agree i don't think you could uh bring another rookie in uh this the rest of the team is built where they're in their win now window with all these guys on their rookie deals you need to have someone who can capitalize on that and you're just gonna have you know the learning curve of another young quarterback and who knows you know maybe that one could could hit but you need you're really looking at two years for this group right now so i think it's a vet guys before we jump into the super chats i want to get green beans thoughts and overall opinions on his time at the senior bowl he spent the whole weekend down in mobile green bean what'd you see down there any good insight Oh yeah, it's it's really it's it's a great experience, man. I mean, anybody who's interested in this stuff, like kind of covering, diagnosing, breaking guys down, being in the, you know, in the scene. I think it's a it's a fantastic uh, experience. I I loved it, man. Now, sad to say, I had a lot of travel bullshit. You know, I I ended up sleeping in the airport the first night. I had Bell's palsy, so half my face is dead, and I'm sleeping in an airport. I woke up with the chest cold, like you know. So there's all that kind of weird stuff that that took a lot of the of the awesome out of it. But I think it's such a great environment, man. Like what they do, you know, they give you the access. You you know, you walk into the stadium and and you you know you film, you take pictures, whatever you want of the drills and the practice. And we just kind of when I walked in, we just went right to the offensive line drills. You know, just I just parked, set up my tripod and my camera, and I just took, I mean, quite literally, almost a thousand shots and vi and videos of largely offensive line, defensive line drills. I got some uh, some routes and things like that, but I was really focused on the on the line. And um, and then after that, they go, okay, you know. We're going to open it up shortly for interviews. And, you know, the, everybody walks around to the end zone and you wait. That's where Connor Hughes came down and hung out with me for about 15 minutes. We went around to the end. And uh, and then they open the gates and you walk in and the players are just available. It, dude, it's the coolest thing when you've been, like, looking at a player. You know, you see him on TV. You see him everything. And there he is. And you go, hey, can I grab you? He's like, yeah, sure. You know? And you it's just like, I don't know, because some of these guys, I think, are going to be bona fide NFL stars. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, and there's a moment there where you can literally ask them anything you want. And uh, and, and and it's it's just it's really cool because it's a it's a it's a it's a um, a calmer environment. Like it's not mm -hmm. all tense. It's loose. And it's just all about talking football. One guy made fun of you know what it was? The wide receiver Mingo made fun yeah, yeah. of my name, made fun of me it's like green bean, huh? <laughs> Green bean. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I know. I get it, man. Just fucking, I got some questions for you. You'll be laughing um, when you're a jet, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't do who's laughing, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, it's really cool, man. And um, I, I plan to go next year. I learned a lot about what to do. One of the things mm -hmm. I learned is that nobody stays for the game. No one. Mm -hmm. It's all about It doesn't about make any sense. It's, it's televised. <laughs> You could see it on TV. Yeah, that's what I learned. I was the only idiot that 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 had you know that stayed. I had my flight. I ended up just getting in a car and driving home. Um, Oof, on that, how long uh, was that drive? Uh, thirteen. Thirteen hours. Oh I drove God. overnight too, so it was like you know what it was. I I actually got a hotel room. Uh, Dom and I stayed in a hotel room, and then I I got this other hotel room, and it ended up being a complete shithole. And mm -hmm. I just, I walked in the room and I just, I literally texted my wife. I called her and I said, I'm not staying here. I said, where, where was that rental car? She's there and she rented it. And she goes, it's waiting for you at the airport. I drove to 
Pensacola, got in the car and drove home. That's what I did. So, um, Good for you. now, you know, that's great. 13 hours in the car, green bean. That is eight times shorter than the amount of time Aaron Rodgers is going to sit in the dark. <laughs> He's looking for four straight days. I know, and I had just jets to listen to. I had all kinds of good you stuff, go. you know? Right? You know That's what I mean, man? So he does, he's, he's not going to have any of that stuff. Right. Right. But it was no awesome, way. man. I think you guys would love it, man. And I mean that. Like, if we think about it next year, the thing mm -hmm. I learned is the senior balls kind of like they're they're one of those, they encourage like the new guy. They incur. Mm -hmm. They want to bring the smaller people in, and give you that that opportunity. And I I really appreciate that. It's just you can see it everywhere. There's like all these passionate young, you know, young statisticians, you know, of the future, mm -hmm. just taking notes. And there, it's just it's really cool environment, man. It was it was I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Oh, I'm jealous. Next year when Shay's a little bit older, maybe I can uh, mm. sneak away and, and pop down there. How long were you down there for? Three days? Four days? Uh, I was down there. Well, it was supposed to be four days. It was supposed to be five days, but I ended up being down there for two and a half days. Um, mm. Again, I would have been down there a day earlier, but I ended up, my flight got literally canceled, not delayed, mm. canceled. So I had to stay in the, uh, they I thought they were going to give me a room like years. I flew, I've been, I've been a traveler for years and years and years. It always, when my flights got canceled, they gave me a room. Not anymore. They literally gave me a blanket. I put a picture on Twitter. It was a blanket, a little like a thin, just the shittiest blanket you ever saw. A paper and, towel. And yeah, a little yeah. bag, a little knapsacky kind of zip bag. It had a toothbrush, a comb. You know what I mean? It had that deodorant. I was like, oh, it's the, good. Uh, service recovery bag. Oh, no. Our flight got canceled. Oh, this will yeah. hold them over. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, give them a food voucher or something. Come on. Yeah, I, well, they, they, you know, I, to be fair, they did give me a food voucher as well. So that did help. That leveled it off. But, dude, the, the, the idea of service in the airline, I haven't mm -hmm. flown in three years. I haven't flown since before COVID. And I used to fly literally once a week, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, three, three, four times a month, seriously, for years. And um, the service piece is just missing. Like the, the lady literally said when I walked up to the desk and said, you guys cancel my flight. She, she goes, she goes, well, we can't control the weather. <laughs> that was it i was like was that that and? was up in virginia yeah, right and like, now what no no it's in yeah. atlanta i was in atlanta uh, oh you were in atlanta Jesus. The i was like and there's more right that's yeah. it yeah <laughs> so when's it. the next flight out <laughs> it's like you're gonna give me some right, help exactly. here so Whoa. yeah shrunk matt down sorry <laughs> i yeah. i moved my finger oh, no. and i <laughs> i oh, shrunk you matt. so little ah uh, little matt and he's lowercase matt <laughs> There we go. We're back, baby. There you go. It's yeah. not the size that matters. That's <laughs> what um, I hear. I've heard that. <laughs> I've been told. That. I've been told. Weird, That's, I live my life by that. I mean, it's great. Got to be happy sometimes. Um, um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. But you guys uh, let's jump into we should we should plan yeah. it though, man. Honest, it would be really cool. And like again, get there for day one, see all the podium yeah. stuff. You know, all be mm -hmm. around in the conference center. Like I, I didn't see Joe Douglas. I did see Phil Savage. I would have grabbed him mm -hmm. if he was anywhere near me, but he wasn't. I would have absolutely grabbed him. Oh, um, I was listening to your podcast while you're doing it, or you're, if you were live doing it or whatever. When I was in the car, when I was like, actually, you didn't know I was in the car because I. <laughs> I messaged you, and I was, he's like, oh, if Ryan's still here, he might be listening. I was like, oh, I'm in the car. Duh, he can't talk to me. And I'm like, oh, I can't text. He doesn't know this. Uh, I didn't I, know. You're yeah. right. I didn't know. I listened. That. I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> it was good. Oh, good. It's a, yeah, the yeah. Jarrett Patterson interview with, with Dom was very cool. 
I think that was uh, isn't it great. Dom did yeah. a great job, man. He he really yeah. did. Dom Dom got increasingly comfortable as the weekend you know went on, and uh, I mean, dude, he's uh, he's he's just he's really coming into his own. If you if you guys aren't familiar with Dom C, he's worth listening to. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he's, he just he works diligently accumulating stats and really looking at these players and and creating lists and all that. he's been doing it for a long time and um i try to you know i try to uh kind of you know not i want for lack of a better word utilize him you know i try to bring him in a lot because i really value what he does and being around him you know he was passionately digging into this and you know um he great interviews he ended up getting like 20 something interviews it was great He's really good. I had him on the call-in show last night, and he was awesome to talk to. A lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely highly yeah. recommend listening to some of Dom's breakdowns. He sent me, I want to shout him out, he sent me a bunch <laughs> of film that he got, um, minutes and minutes, like a ho- over 100 reps probably. So I, I included some in some of the uh, interview I did with Green Bean earlier. So if you haven't seen that, check that out later. Um, but he sent a bunch of awesome clips. So shout out Dom C. Make sure to check out his work. Awesome. I love it. Uh, we're going to jump into some super chats now. Thank you guys for being patient. Uh, Enrique says, everybody's all about Aaron Rodgers, but overlooking the fact, uh, is the drive still there? Uh, DC is looking for a, Derek Carr is looking for a paycheck and a chance to prove himself Derek Carr for me. There is definitely a part of me that that is 100% on that same wavelength. Um, I very much like the idea of bringing in um, Derek Carr because of that passion. He has not won yet. He's still driving to get that next successful thing. Where Rodgers, he's in the heyday of his career. I still think he cares about his legacy and winning a ring in New York would add to that immensely. Um, I'm, I am concerned, though. It's, it's, it's that fear. I, you know... In a, in a perfect world, if you give me option one, option two, it's let me know what Rodgers is doing. I'll try to get him first. Okay, he, not him. All right, I'm moving on to Carr. But unfortunately, that's not the world we're living in, and uh, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Greenbean, any thoughts on uh, Mr. Enrique's super chat here about going all in for Derek Carr? I know you were saying he might be your quarterback number one. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I find it humorous, the people that don't like Derek Carr. I mean – Number one, I, I was it. Uh, I, mean, I think it was you, Ryan. You might have said mm-hmm. it last night uh, mm-hmm. that we haven't had a quarterback to throw more than ten touchdowns. In, in <laughs> it's crazy. Four years. Like, like who it's the hell rock. are we? Who are we to poo-poo a guy with his sixty-five percent career completion percentage, two to one touchdowns, like four thousand yards a year? Who are we? You know what the hell's man? But nobody's given me an argument yet that I find truly concerning about Derek Carr. I mean, there are things, right? Nobody's perfect, right? And there's the 35-degree thing. So seven games in nine years, I'm going to worry about that? I, that's not concerning to me. The New York thing, that you know, the attitude, okay, we can – that that's real, and I'll look at that. But I think Derek Carr – I think Enrique puts up a great point. And Derek Carr, I believe, he's been kind of hamstrung, dude. He's had terrible defenses. His offensive lines are a joke. And look, even two years ago, they they took a first-round tackle. He was Alex Leatherwood. They cut him less than 12 months later. Like, and we mm-hmm. all went Leatherwood in the first, remember? Yep. We were all like, mm-hmm. hmm, that's an interesting pick. And uh, so, like, they're, they've been kind of mismanaged. He's had terrible offensive lines. He's had a revolving door at the skill positions. He's had five offensive coordinators, four head coaches. You know, head coaches, uh, the, the dramatic exit of John Gruden, the Henry Ruggs. 
And this guy is still getting his team to the playoffs, 4,800 yards. We've never seen a quarterback like Derek Carr. So I agree with Enrique. I think he's hungry and he's gonna, he would love to show the world what could happen when the defense actually gives him the ball back. I mean, the Raiders were three and five this year in games they were leading by 14 or more. Three, they lost five games that they were up by 14. I mean, that's how. What? How can he stop that? He can't. I think three him. of them by, were by seventeen too. I think that was like an NFL record, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. It was like historically bad. Right. It's absurd. And then I saw a thing. He had the most four qu- fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Not Tom Brady, not uh, Peyton Manning. Like all those guys. Like it's him. So again, I think he is hungry. But I I will say I don't think Aaron Rodgers isn't either. I mean, he's got one ring, one. You know what I mean? So I think he would really love to kind of pick a team and, you know, with the big defense, with some legitimate Garrett Wilson level weapons and and go, you know what? I'm going to fucking I'm going to get I'm going to get two more rings. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to light the lead. I can see that, too. Um, So I I, I think he's right on car. I don't know if I agree on a rod. Matt, what do you think about Rodgers maybe not having that fire? Yeah, I don't agree with that. I think it's super important in today's world to get that second ring, which is so crazy because I feel like usually the standard is you win a Super Bowl, you're a Super Bowl champion for life, and that's awesome. But unfortunately, Tom Brady has watered down just having (laughs) one Super Bowl so much by this crazy outlandish outlier that he is with seven goddamn championships that someone's like, they scoff, oh, he only has one. You know how hard it is to win in the NFL? Dan Marino didn't have any Zippo, none, zero. It, it took Elway forever to win. It, it took Peyton a long time to win. Oh, right. Uh, but then Peyton went to another team and won another one. And you're damn right that added to his legacy because if Peyton only retired with one and you know, uh Brady goes on and wins seven, like that you know that's that's taking a hit and i know it's not with the original team but that's almost more impressive it kind of goes to show like hey like this guy is so great he was able to do it with this franchise and then later on in his career in the twilight he was able to do it again i think you make that same case for aaron Rodgers, but i'm with green bean i don't understand the hate for Derek carr now if you want to say i i prefer rogers i think he's the higher ceiling guy over carr I think that's a realistic conversation and you know that's absolutely something that uh you could say and that i would agree with but to me Carr is somewhere between the 12th 14th best quarterback in the league and has been dealt an awful hand he gets no credit for getting that team to the playoffs last year when they had uh head coaching drama the henry ruggs drama and oh yeah their defense stinks every single year he's been in the league he has a ton of fourth quarter comebacks I'm not saying the guy is a Hall of Famer or this stud, but I think he can win you games. He's solid. Yeah, the the winning or come from behind victories, I think, is a misleading stat. It's a nice thing to have, but that means he was trailing. Like, that's the reason Rodgers and... Jeez, banging stuff around over here. Sorry. <laughs> Water bottle. Uh, that's the reason Rodgers and Peyton and, and, uh, and Brady don't lead or or even come close to leading in those categories i'm pretty sure the top four uh i want to say it was like Carr, stafford kirk cousins it was like that tier of quarterback that isn't good enough to always have you in the lead where he has to come back but always kind of hanging there where he has to come back so he's always hanging around so it's 
slightly misleading, but it's good that he can do it. Like it, it is a, a positive, I think. Uh, Thomas Pohl comes in and says, Rogers isn't making a decision on whether he wants to play or retire until after his isolation retreat, which he has said is in a few weeks. Too long to wait on decision. Go get Carr. I'm right there with you. We're all right there with you. I don't think any of us feel real comfortable sitting and waiting for Rogers to make a decision after his little retreat here. Uh, the NY bully drops in, says, hopefully Rogers sees a vision of playing for the Jets like Luke did in a cave on Dagobah. <laughs> um, I would love to see yeah. that. Like, manifest it, right? Like, we got to figure out where this retreat is, where this house is, and start projecting images on that dark wall that Rogers has and just subliminally message Jets, Jets, Jets. Maybe we'll, we'll have like a low volume chant in the background while he's uh, hitting that ayahuasca. Uh, V-Man says, this is going to be like the Vatican waiting for a new Pope. Yellow is for Packers. White is for Raiders. Green is for Jets. LOL. That would be funny if they sent up smoke signals and like the, the empire state building lit up (laughs) green if if Rogers is coming here. And then it goes like a different color. If it's something else, um, would love it. Would love it. Did you Uh, say see the, uh, the empire state building was green? I did for the Eagles. Weekend? Yeah. What the hell is that? For the fraudulent Eagles? building. It's a fraudulent yeah, building. Bullshit. The Freedom Tower is better. How about that? Yes, Dude, I'm, absolutely. I gotta say, like, I'm clearly I'm not a Giants fan, and I'm I don't root for them in any real capacity. But that's some bullshit. Oh yeah. I don't like Philly. <laughs> Screw Philly. <laughs> I like Philly, I have friends dude. who are Philly fans. They're fine. Philly, the town for sports. Don't like them. Not a fan. That's right. Me neither. And I think that's absolute blasphemy. Your division rival. And, you know, it's like, and they didn't, they, wouldn't they, the Eagles were the team that beat him. Oh, no, it was the, uh, yeah, it was the Eagles, right? That knocked him out. Wasn't it the Eagles? For the Giants? Yeah, this year. Yes. knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the week prior. Yeah, yes. right. So they, yeah, they did. They shellacked him. It was like thirty-eight, whatever. That but, was um, the, that was whoever runs the the Empire State Building's lights. Like, ha, 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 I'm an Eagles fan. I I'm a transplant from Philly. Uh, yeah, I'll throw these lights on. No one's gonna have any idea that's what this is for. Oh wait, that's and bullshit. I have the Twitter handle, <laughs> the account. Yeah. Oh, so bad, so stupid, dumb, 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 dumb. Uh, Buffalo Jet fan jumps in, says, Jets talk 24-7 with the Rogan podcast vibes. Not mad. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, (laughs) The New York bully drops in again, says, if I were still married, I'd love to sit in a dark room by myself for four days as a divorced man. That sounds Uh. like the fifth circle of hell. Um, I have no desire. I can't be in a room with technology with just myself because I go crazy. <laughs> I go absolutely bonkers. I love talking to myself. My the, Some of the conversations I have with myself, some of the best conversations I'll ever have. Um, but yeah, sitting in a dark room for four days, no dice. Nope. It's advanced. Nope, nope, nope. It, it's advanced. I mean, I think he's probably done like one day. He's probably done some of the things that lead up to it. You know what I mean? He's probably yeah. not just going, hey, you know, that's a good idea. Like he says in the interview, he, it's been on his radar for a few for years. For a few like months. He's been eyeball- or, you know, didn't he say years, though? Oh, I he thought said he said months. Been- I mean, or maybe it's been planned for a few months. Maybe he's wanted to planned do it for a few for years. A few months, yeah, but it's been on his radar for years. So that's the thing. I mean, you know, you know, anything could seem extreme. You know, it's like jumping off a, a cliff, you know, like jumping off a 300-foot cliff, whatever the hell is like in Hawaii. It's like, that's nuts. You think that's where he started? You can start there. He started little tiny jumps. You know what I mean? That's what happened. Little tiny five-footers. And you get you that's build fair. up to that weird shit. You know? Makes sense. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I just look. Rodgers is just one of those guys that like. I, I saw it in the chat. He is going to love the New York media. If he comes here, he's going to be smitten. He's going to be on the back page of the paper every single day. It's going to be great. He'll love it. Daniel Murphy drops in. Daniel Murphy says, can't he just smoke a blunt by himself in a dark room one night instead or something? We need to know now. <laughs> yes. Right, man. I agree. Get this dude like a water bottle bong or whatever he's got to do. <laughs> yeah. Fucking water, gravity bong, whatever that. What do you guys use gravity these? Bong. I don't even know. I've been out of the game for a minute. I mean, I, you oh, guys dude, there's there's so much cool stuff now. Now, you like, I remember when I first, like, did that back in high school. I was hiding in the woods. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's totally. where we start. Now well, you can now you can rip a pen in the, what, what's the joke? You rip a pen in the target uh, target aisle or whatever in, uh, in the supermarket. Yeah. Well, they got vape shit, like a little pods. But like, you know what we did? We used to have to cut a, a two-liter like bottle. Well, we did the apple, right? But we would cut, like we had a gravity bung. You get a bucket, like a five-gallon bucket. Oh, yeah. You fill it halfway with water. You get a you get a two-liter bottle. You cut like it in half. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, you, you tinfoil the top. You pack it full of weed, and you, you light it, and you pull up, and the suction fills it with smoke. And mm -hmm. then you push it down and send it into your body at 8,000 miles an hour. <laughs> and then you choke for eight minutes and then you're stoned. That's what we used to do. Is that, is that, there, is there better stuff now? I don't know. I, don't know there, I would say there's more convenient stuff. That That's definitely a little bit more of a process. I remember doing that on my back deck at one point. <laughs> it was like just water going everywhere and just doing stupid shit. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's some, some pretty cool technology. Um, edibles are always around. Like it, it's all, it's so acceptable now. Like you said, I used to have to hide. I had to hide. Yeah. What's crazy is we lived through the prohibition era. That's, that's what this was. Yeah. Right. I used What's to crazy? go hang out. We used to hang out. Like, uh, I used to literally hang out. This is going to sound crazy. Literally mm -hmm. hang out inside sewer pipes under the town. Like we used to walk into these big sewer pipes that were like, I don't know. <laughs> four feet high and we would go in yeah, there yeah. just to smoke weed just so we could smoke and drink and not be bothered Yo, my, by the cops when we were in i don't know if this was high school or early college we had we had a um a few people over and we had one of those cozy coop uh i think it was called a cozy coop it was one of those little tiny houses with like the green roof like plastic little kid playhouse thing we used to put all our pool stuff in there because it was like from when we were kids um my buddy and I got the idea of like putting garbage bags over the windows <laughs> and just hiding in there and hot boxing the little like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ugh, yeah, now so everybody's crazy. high. Yeah, I go everywhere I go. It smells like weed everywhere. <laughs> it's crazy. I I don't smoke. I've actually never smoked. Just not not something mm -hmm. that appeals to me. I'm not a, I'm not right. against it, but I feel it's like I'm the outlier there. If I feel like it used to be like, oh my god, this this thing where you smoke weed oh my god let me clutch my pearls but now it's like oh you don't like i'm the weird one now if yeah that's yeah. weird it's true it's like, wait it's a second truth. yeah man i'm telling you because like now in charlottesville we you know we we have like these outside malls and everything and there's like there's now these this this uh dispensaries right and like mm -hmm. everywhere that you go it literally smells like weed and there's everybody just on these little pens. Like, I want to assure you guys, I'm just, I'm boring. This is just old <laughs> jewel gas station shit. You know what I mean? But it's like, I see, I'm like, oh, he's like, they're like 19 or pump. I'm like, mm, and I smell weed and I'm like, oh man, that's what's happening. 
Everybody well, think about how New York down. City used to smell before this. It smelled like urine. <laughs> now yeah, it just smells so like pot. Right. It like, smells way better. Pop this. <laughs> Definite improvement, right? It's a good point. That's a very right? good point. Steps in the right direction. Right. Uh, Daniel, see what you started here? Now we go on side tangents. Uh, let's see. Daniel Murphy, who is next? I think the NY Bully had one. Bam! All right. NY Bully says, could you really see Rodgers playing for McDaniels? I think that's definitely a... Um, a weird point for me too, because the Patriot way and like everything that McDaniels kind of does and all the Patriot coaches that have been around the league, that does not scream Rogers at all. Not to mention having to learn a new offense at 38 years old. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I think yeah. like, like for me, the jets just make all the damn sense in the world. The only three things I can possibly think of for Rogers to go to Vegas it's $11 million difference in the contract because the way his bonus is structured, it all hits in one lump sum. So it's not a base salary that gets spread across all your games based on what state you play in. He still has that, but it's very, very tiny. It's like a million dollars or whatever it is. And then, so it's all going to get taxed at New Jersey tax rate. So he's losing $11 million just by signing here. He has his buddy Devonte Adams over in Vegas. And he's also more of a West coast guy than he is an East coast guy. Those are like three major things that I think we have going against us right now, even though we have Hackett, even though we have a better defense, even though like, you know, there, it feels like the jets just sort of make sense, but I think every team is trying to justify these same sort of hoops that we're going through. Um, so Matt, I want to hear your thoughts. Can you see Rogers playing for McDaniels? Um, I mean, I guess he, uh, Brady did it for for uh, so long, and I, I I don't think it's the best destination for him. I think the island, uh, the um, the game's on the background. I just can't. My brain is not computing tonight. I'm sorry. I think the Islanders. Are you? The did, jet. did you try something new, Matt? Over there, is that what's going on? You, yeah, man. Fuzzy. Uh, the yeah, the the Jets or the uh, Tennessee Titans, I think, are better options mm. than the. Uh, than the Raiders, but like, I don't think there's a 0% chance he would go there. I wouldn't, I don't think it's um, an amazing fit, but I guess it's on the table for him. Greenbean, what about you? You think uh, McDaniels and Rogers play nice together? Well, I have to admit my first thought is the, is similar. It's like, I mean, he's kind of known as, as a difficult guy, you know, guy to play with that said, mm -hmm. I mean, Tom Brady played with him for what is it, collectively, I think 16 years, something like that, 15, 16 years. And they mm -hmm. did real well. So maybe he's just Josh McDaniels is just real good with really good quarterbacks. Maybe that, maybe that's the problem, you know, who knows? Um, but, uh, I, so I think, you know, it's possible, but you bring up a great point, man. He's 38. He's contemplating, you know, whether or not he wants to do this anymore. And, you know, he's going to leave the team that he's that, that he's played for his whole career and all this stuff. Do you really want to go and learn a new offense? And look, they're not exactly stocked with. I mean, they got they have talent. They have Devontae Adams. They they have some nice, you know, they got Waller and um Renfrew and they, I mean, they have some nice weapons, but again, their defense sucks. The offensive line is hot garbage. Um, you know, so it's like there's a lot there. And then we have a major asset, which is his former Offensive coordinator, man. The guy that was with him when he won back-to-back -back MVPs, just a, I mean, we're only a year removed from that. So, I mean, I think that's um, when you weigh it all out, yeah, you got Devontae Adams. That's well and good. You know you got rapport there. But there's the Josh McDaniels thing in between it. And then you look over here, no, you don't have Devontae Adams, but you got Hackett. 
you know, and then you get, look, you got a young Devontae Adams. You got Garrett Wilson, who in my opinion is going to prove to be better than Devontae. I think Garrett Wilson is going to, is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. That's, that's what I think. Um, he's so, a stud. Yeah. I mean, he's amazing, dude. And it's, it's, it's not like one of those, like sometimes you can see like there's those players where they have a great year, like a Jamal Adams, right? He has this mm -hmm. great year, but like you look at it and you're like, mm, I mean, yeah, it's great. But like it doesn't it doesn't wow you like Garrett Wilson wowed me in almost every single game. There was at least a moment where I went, wow. Like remember when uh, opening day they were not using him. Remember they were they were using Lawrence Cager all day. And it yeah. was third and 18, third and 19, and they throw it to Garrett Wilson, and he makes three, four guys miss, and he's a yard. Like we literally went, wow, like what was that? That we want more of that. We haven't seen that here. And he did that shit all year. So it's a different kind of confidence I have in his ability to, to prolong this, you know, this, this type of success than I see with some other players where you kind of, you know, maybe they continue it, but it very, re you know, realistically could be just a good year. You know what I mean? I don't see that with Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson is a bona fide stud. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't say enough good things about him. So I think that could be attractive too when you couple that with, with Hackett, that's a big one for us, and I think that that's it had to be uh, at least in the you know the reasoning why we hired him. One of them, one of those reasons had to be Aaron Rodgers. I agree, uh, Guy Fisher. Thank you so much for becoming a member of the channel. Make sure you drop hey. some jets in the chat uh, for those new emojis that you got. Guys, uh, show our boy some love. Uh, Greenbean, this one's for you. Tony Alexio drops in and says, Thanks, Greenbean. Weed Whacker is great. I'm 61. Does Manscaped sell enhancement pills? Yours truly, Mr. Softy. B.S. <laughs> the Streveler package. Um, Tony man. Alexio. This he goes, Mr. Softy. Oh, you're funny, man. I don't tell you uh, what. This, this oh, Tony my heart. Alexio guy, uh, I... In the very, very beginning, I, I think I, w I wasn't getting the joke, right? And I almost banned this guy. I, I, re I was like one day, I was like, I had it, I had it. And then I just didn't. And he has become one of my absolute favorite posters in the chat, man. Like, I just, I thought he tickles me to death. I think you're the funniest dude out there, man. I, I really do. <laughs> good and good. I'm glad you're not walking around with fucking ape-like nose hairs anymore. That's, that's nice to hear. <laughs> It's a positive. Uh, sounds like he needs a little blue pill. That's all right, dude. It's okay. No shame in that we'll game. Get there. Yep. yep. Know, Happens yeah. to the best of us. Happens to the uh, best of us. Mike Anthony says, do you guys think we go for D-Hop if we get one of the big quarterbacks? The thought of getting DeAndre Hopkins is really exciting. And more so, not even just more so, but a few of the, the wide receivers that are hitting the market, I think... Michael Thomas is going to hit the market. I'm pretty sure I saw Keenan Allen might be a, a, a camp cut as well due to salary cap uh, issues. I don't know what to do because, like, Corey Davis to me isn't necessarily the guy. And I don't hate him, but, like, we kind of need his money to sign a quarterback. And, like, where where do we go on wide receiver? Because you got to replace him with someone, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't think D-Hop's going to come here. But if we get Rodgers, figure it out. Make it happen. The cap is mythical. Matt, you going in for D-Hop? Uh, no, I don't think so. On the wrong side of 30 now. He's missed 15 mm -hmm. games in the last two years. Um, great player when he's on the field. I, I just think you're getting him at his you know, downturn. 
Uh, and I'd mm. rather get younger and go for a guy who's more like more of a depth guy. Sure, it would be fun to have DeAndre Hopkins in his prime, theoretically, on this team, but I'm just not convinced that's what he is anymore. And mm. I like the idea of uh, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson as your top two guys and then have, you know, a third option, you know, and pay him nine to $11 million instead of, you mm. know, the 15 plus or whatever it would be for Hopkins. So Corey, I think, is is he 10-5? Do you think there's a situation where we hold on to Corey because we'd be going out and trying to find another receiver um, of, of ish the same value? Or do you think the switch over with Hackett and potentially, you know, whatever that quarterback is, is more important to have a different maybe kind of quarterback or uh, wide receiver. I think it's more important to have a wide receiver who can stay on the field. I think that's the that's main fair. reason why I would make the Corey Davis move. He's missed too much time, and the inconsistencies are uh, a, mm-hmm. a bit of a problem. He's, he's such a head-scratching guy because he's had yeah. some really nice moments. There is no denying that over the last two years, he's had some really big moments and big catches for this team. He's also mm-hmm. missed a bunch of time and has had equally as many head scratching drops and penalties as well mm, fair green, enough green bean what about you you in on d hop no um i well i wouldn't be anti i again I, we've talked about this numerous times as recently as two years ago he was in my opinion the best wide receiver in the nfl so i couldn't believe the trade i was very upset that we weren't involved with such a cheap deal for such a great receiver I don't know. I think, you know, there he's kind of look, obviously he's gotten older. There's injury concerns. You had this this the um the uh the suspension, all those kinds of things. And he's and he's nineteen million dollars. Like I just I don't know, man. I think uh I'd rather I think Matt was saying it like I Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, I think Denzel Mims with this I know, I know people are gonna say you know, get off the Denzel Mims thing, but I am re- I'm resigned to the idea, I didn't get it the day it happened. I don't know what LaFleur's problem was with Denzel Mims. They made the road harder with him. He's exactly what Hackett likes. I think we're going to give him another shot and maybe bring it in, you know, somebody else. But I but I, I don't think D-Hop is the way we're going to go. If they did, would I be upset? No, but I don't, I don't think, you know, when we're trying to get, figure out money for quarterback and Quinnen and all that. I just don't see that type of allocation of resources going to a guy that's his age and, and all that sort of stuff. I tell you what, they're saying Keenan Allen's going to get released. I'd rather we're going to pay for one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. He's, he's a good one. I think there's a, I think there's an interesting thought and, and, for my mock offseason, I had mentioned there's going to be three players that I think this team may have to rely on if you go for either Carr or Rodgers. And I would say those three players are going to be Makai Becton, probably a right tackle. It's probably going to be Denzel Mims as wide receiver three, because I think you're going to try and utilize, you know, Brees when he comes back, AVT, uh, Carter, Bam. You're going to try and run it. You have your two tight ends, and then you have Elijah Moore and, and Garrett Wilson. I think there's plenty of mouths to feed before you have to get to Denzel Mims, so I think they're going to rely, you know, at least in some part on Denzel Mims being the three, Becton being the right tackle. Um, and then I'm curious to see if they try to rely on Ashton Davis as one of the safeties. I don't love that option, um, but I think if you had to like if if you're going all in on maybe fixing some other positions maybe that's where you have to sacrifice a little bit um i don't know matt do you think we have to rely on some of our draft picks that maybe we would have otherwise thought were were busts or maybe too far gone uh i 
don't think that would be wise if you're if mm-hmm. you're doing that. I think that is too big of a gamble for me. Um, I I like Makai Becton. I'm rooting for him, but I think he should, at absolute best case scenario, be in a competition with uh, Max Mitchell for the right tackle spot. I don't think you can go into next year and say this is our LT one. We're not going to consider drafting a left tackle in the first round or signing somebody. I think that'd be a mistake. Um, with Mims, I think if he's wide receiver four, I'm good with that. I'm not ready to say that he's definitely good enough to be a starting outside receiver for this team. Um, I would, I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see him prove it. And I, I would hope that he can do it. I think he has the talent to, um, but he just hasn't been able to do it yet. I, I think, you know, maybe it is a LaFleur thing. That would, that'd be really nice if it clicks for him. And uh, who else do you mean? Ashton Davis? No, he, he's a special teamer. Um, mm-hmm. who's really fast but can't really cover or do much else. So do you think – I just want to go back to Becton real quick. Do you think Becton – we bring in competition for Becton, or do you think it's going to be Mitchell versus Becton? That's who we're relying on on the right-hand side. I think it'll be uh, Mitchell and Becton battling it out for who gets okay. it on the right side. Okay. Yeah, that, that's mainly what I was getting at. I didn't mean Becton yeah, yeah. on the left-hand side. Um, okay, okay, uh, okay. Practic Patel. Thank you for the super chat. Says, let's assume we whiff and end up with Tannehill. We would still have the best quarterback we've had since arguably Pennington, <laughs> anything but Zach or a rookie. Well, there was a quarterback between Pennington and here that I really liked in Brett Favre, and I would really like to get the quarterback that was behind him when we made that initial trade. But yes, if we got Tannehill, you could argue he's the best quarterback that we've had outside of Favre since Pennington. My concern is we did not see a very good Ryan Tannehill in Miami and it took Derrick Henry to have a semi-decent career with Ryan Tannehill and when they got into the playoffs they tried to hide Ryan Tannehill the same way Hackett tried to hide Bortles in the game in 2017 the same thought process and that's why to me like it's got to be Rodgers it's got to be Carr you know Jimmy G maybe to a lesser extent I I don't know is there like green bean jimmy g or Tannehill? is there like one you maybe prefer versus the other way like a, a, a yeah. jimmy g who might be injured versus a Tannehill that might give you the whole season but he's Tannehill. Yeah. like i i haven't really contemplated it myself so i, I guess want to hear yeah. your thoughts well i i'm right there with you man well number one uh pratik patel's comment is true sadly i mean that's the mm-hmm. sad sad truth yes we had fitzpatrick's miracle year yay you know we had that mccown looked good in 2017 yay yeah but realistically Tannehill would be the best quarterback we've had since fucking chad you can you can argue sanchez right but uh and that's the sad truth but like you said Tannehill is limited and um even though he would you know do well for us. I do believe when you get into those games late in the playoffs, I think he's going to be exposed. He's going to be limited. He's going to be unable to get you where you need to go. And you need a quarterback that can do that. Now, is that guaranteed? No. You know, he. I think he's good enough to compete, especially if you have the running game around him and you have a good offensive line and the defense is holding up their end. And, I, you know, I think he would be okay. I wouldn't be devastated with Ryan Tannehill, but I got to be honest. Like, I didn't like him as a draft pick. He was a wide receiver coming in. The Dolphins used a first-round pick. I thought they overdrafted him. I didn't like him for the Dolphins. I mean, I liked – I was like – I busted my friend's balls that were Dolphins fans for years. I'm like, you guys are still keeping Tannehill. Um, 
That said, uh, he has changed his career in Tennessee, so he's not terrible. If I had to choose one, like you said, Jimmy G's significantly better in my opinion, but he's more than likely not going to last. Tannehill's more than likely going to last, although he got injured last year, though, right? Didn't he get missed like four games, five games last year, Tannehill? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, well, now that that equalizes, I think I would, I would probably go, I would just roll the dice with Jimmy G if I had to pick one of those two, I think. Matt, how you feeling about Tannehill? Not great. Um, I, I would say he's he's option four behind Jimmy G. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I think I said it earlier, but I think Rogers and Carr are the top two and there's a pretty significant drop off after that. Injuries are concerned with both Carr and Tannehill. Um, Tannehill's shown that he could get a team to the, the playoffs with you know, great coaching, uh, one of the best running backs of this generation and uh, a pretty good defense when they were in the playoffs. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're going to get 17 games out of him. And then, like, he's sneaky, also very old. Would you believe Ryan Tannehill is going to be 35? Right? Yeah, 35. This is going to be his age yeah. 35 season, um, which that really yeah, snuck yeah. up on me. So I don't know how good 35-year-old Ryan Tannehill is going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's point. kind of that was the the age was the piece that jumped out to me. Like Ryan Tannehill is what he is. He's not not doing anything different, and you know i I think our defense might be better, but I don't think that's going to make him better as a quarterback. Like for me, Tannehill is just such a letdown from where I felt like we were going to be able to get at the quarterback position, and I just I think I would be incredibly disappointed, even though it's it's not the worst ish scenario but like i'd almost rather us go the route of like a gardner Minshew or like i mean baker mayfield i, I who knows like I, I could go a bunch of different directions other than ryan Tannehill. like Tannehill to me is that the two years of like super bowl push you're gonna try and do or is zach really gonna learn enough from ryan Tannehill to take the next step in a year or two I don't know. I, it's just that is a horrible, horrible situation to be in. And I really hope Tannehill doesn't wind up coming here. Uh, the New York bully drops in, says chances Biden falls asleep mid speech or farts during <laughs> uh, politics. Uh, Dylan Grace oh, no. says if the top three quarterbacks are gone and the Ravens ask us for sauce and a first for Lamar Jackson, are we rolling with Tannehill or Mayfield? Give up a top player for our guy. Uh, if the top three quarterbacks are gone and the Ravens ask us for sauce and a first, I'm giving up sauce and a first for Lamar Jackson. I love sauce, but if you're telling me one player plus one first, yes, I will do that all damn day. There's not one non-quarterback player that I would not trade. Matt, sauce and a first for Lamar Jackson. If all no. the other quarterbacks are gone. No, I, I don't think that's wise. Um, that's it's, Lamar scares me. He's yep. missed back to back years now with with injuries. He's a an electric an electric player, and I think you can have a really nuanced conversation about Lamar because I think you make a case with him being you know he's still young. He's you know uh, when healthy a top ten quarterback in the league, but you can't just ignore the the injuries the last two years and say oh yeah everything's gonna be fine. He's just gonna you know magically get more healthy in his late 20s i it's a massive gamble and one that i'm not willing to take uh, i don't know dude i the whole i understand you know maybe some of the injury concern i just i don't i don't see it as injury 
thrown yet. And if I miss out on all the quarterbacks, we're going to burn through all of Sauce's prime anyway. So he's not going to be worth a damn to us if we don't have a quarterback. I, Dude, I don't know. I, I feel like I would probably make the move because I want the quarterback. Green Bean, if you had to make a trade, let, let's not even say, I mean, you could say Sauce or any other top-tier Jet player, but that top-tier Jet player plus a first to get Lamar Jackson, would you do that? I don't love, I'm with Matt. I, I got to say, I understand your logic. Jackson's true, like truly rare talent. I do not think that he's going to be consistently a uh, a full season quarterback. I just don't, man. I Look, I said it when he first came in, and it's I'm not some mystic or anything like that. Running quarterbacks, they rarely last, man. And, you know, and he's a running quarterback. Like, there are quarterbacks that are mobile. That's different. He's a running quarterback. He's got the arm. He's, he's, he's a good quarterback. But he runs enough where he's consistently putting his body at risk. And, and we see the results, man. The last two years, he missed five games, man, at the end of the season. So what does that mean? It's not like he got a twisted ankle, missed three games in the middle of the season. No, he can't make it through the season. That's what we're seeing and um, and the fact that he's holding out, he's a hundred million uh, separated from what the Ravens are offering him. I mean, what are it's we talking years. about here? It's two years. What are we? hundred million, two years. If he Fuck wants fifty that. million a year, a hundred million is two years. You want to? I'll give him an extra two years million? if he'll sign. Hundred. It's fucking Woody's money. Yeah, absolutely. No, Make the cap work. A hundred percent. Hundred percent in a league him, where defense don't. doesn't necessarily matter the way it used to, dude. I love Sauce. No one pushed harder for Sauce than me. Totally, I would That's trade Sauce in a first Facts. for Lamar Jackson. All Lamar Jackson when he's healthy is a top five quarterback. When There's, he's healthy. Yeah, I last think that's, two years, he left dude, his team standing at the altar without a quarterback into the playoffs. They're running around with Brent, or not Brent, but uh, what Huntley. What's his first Tyler name? Yeah, Brent. but the last two Tyler injuries, Huntley he got hit in the pocket. That yeah. could happen to any quarterback. Those the, the, the injuries he suffered were not like running style injuries. Those were injuries any quarterback could have while sitting in the pocket. He wasn't running around. It, it's genuinely shocking how many people are furious with me in the chat right now to think I'm i've hit someone's chair i know exactly what you're Yo. saying but i i get it and and it's facts you were the biggest sauce guy i used it in a podcast two weeks ago that i was i mean my reaction with sauce is is humorous today and yours is like i love it like you know you were i was pumped oh, i still am pumped <laughs> but i just think like look it's not that i value sauce more than a quarter a, a quarterback and i think it would be an opportunity if you had to put them on the scale lamar jackson freaks me out especially for when he's whole he wants he wants 50 million dollars a year and he has not finished in two years dude he, he, his stats have gone down every single year since the mvp and it's concerning that's all i'm saying i don't know he might have a 20 more years you know in his career great and i if the jets got him i'd be excited i would okay but i don't want to see us lose sauce gardner a first pay him 50 million and watch him make it 12 games that's that scares me yeah i <laughs> the chat wants me to backtrack i look you're asking me if i want a 26 year old i think he's 26 i'm pretty sure that's how old lamar is 26 year old franchise quarterback that had a strained hamstring and a what did he have this year? It was like a was the the knee 
was it like a sprained knee i think it was a knee it was a knee i believe this year yeah yeah i don't know you guys can hate me all you want for it i i don't hate you i don't know dude i just i think the quarterback as much as i love sauce i would have a very hard time passing now and if you want to make the argument it's purely because it's lamar and it's not because it's some of these other quarterbacks all right. I mean, I can I can rationalize that a little bit better. I saw someone in the chat. I might trade. Uh, I saw someone say they would trade uh, Sauce for Burrow or something like that. You know, Burrow tore an ACL. <laughs> he missed an entire year. He's missed a third of the time he's been in the NFL. I don't know. No. That's totally it's, yeah, Absolutely. There's it's three. Totally he's been torn ACL. Different, he missed the man. entire season. No, he's he, – look, look. He had his rookie year. He's He's now finished two seasons in a row. He's got three years. He got hurt rookie year. Now, if he would have came in and got hurt his second year again, yep, we're starting to be concerned about it, just like we mm. are with Mackay Becton. You know, the, uh, Lamar Jackson was healthy three years ago and has not been in two years. That's where it's different, Ryan. It, it, it is. It's a different thing. Joe Burrow had the injury, came back and said, he showed us, yeah, I can make it through a season. No problem. Two in a row. There you go. Stuff that in your pipe and gravity bong it. I gotta like, st- <laughs> I gotta stop like putting every super chat on the screen because I'm gonna piss people off. This isn't even like, there's no shot sauce even gonna be offered. <laughs> like, let's let's get that off the table right now. You're just it, hypothetical questions. Ugh, guys, drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like even if it was Quinn, and I mean, right? Like, you're gonna have to give one of the good players. Quinn, right? like, Quinn would thing. make more sense to me, like rationally, just because. It. It, well, I hate it too. Don't get me wrong, but it's you're gonna have to pay him a ton of money. Like that makes more sense to me than sauce because sauce is cheap for the next four it years. It does. I don't know. Actually, sauce isn't gonna be well. His fifth year option is gonna be a lot more expensive um, than it was going to be, uh, which is interesting because I just found this out. I didn't realize there was four different fifth year options. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Well, doubled by by positions. No, no, not at all. No, by it's, um, um, by places you are in the well, the fifth year options go by selection. It states. does, but That's it's it's di- here. This is weird. Let me uh, let me pull it up because it's actually I was fascinated by it because I did a video on Makai's fifth year option, which I know no one watched because we're not going to exercise it. But I was fascinated by the. Uh, let me see if I could pull it up on the screen. The only thing uh, I will say while you're doing that, the only thing I would say is. There is a, a a widespread feeling that in the next three years with the new contracts, that the salary cap is going to explode to three hundred million dollars, right? Well, it's if the TV contracts. The case, it's well, the TV like contract a, kicks in next year, right? The, so the ten year hundred billion in the next or whatever. Two or three years that it can go up to three hundred million. There, that's this is the I've seen this in a few places. If that's the case, and you kind of have you know you just kind of bet on that. Then the $50 million or $45 million for Rodgers, Lamar, whatever, then it doesn't become so bad. And, you know, because then, you know, in two, three years, it's actually there's there's guys getting paid more. So you could think about it like that, and it can soften it somewhat. I'm trying to make mm-hmm. it work in my head. I, I, I don't know, man. It just seems like a lot for a guy who's never on the field. It's <laughs> just on the chat. Sorry, before I get into the next thing. Ryan, how high are you on a scale from one to Chinese weather balloon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not unfortunately oh god um okay so sorry fifth year option this is this is what i was trying to uh bring up because i find it fascinating so there's the basic fifth year option 
which uh, anyone would get. That's that is the the flat line one. Then there's the playing time. So if you play a certain amount of time, you get the next level of fifth year option. Then if you make one Pro Bowl, there is another level, and then beyond that, there's the multiple Pro Bowl. So Sauce already has the one Pro Bowl under his name. Let me see if I could pull the. Um, so what I found interesting was offensive line uh, is treated as one position. I didn't realize that, um, which yeah. I guess still turns out to be the top five highest paid people are going to be tackles anyway. But um, So basically what this is saying is each player that was taken in that draft and where they fall as far as their fifth-year options. This is from over the cap. Um, so Becton, his fifth-year option is going to be $20.2 million. There's no way in hell the Jets are going to exercise that option at all the only two players in this draft to go uh, and get more than one pro bowls those are tristan Wirfs, the guy the tackle that was taken just behind us that all three of us were telling the jets to select <laughs> we were all chanting for Wirfs uh that day uh he made the pro bowl and so did justin jefferson and what makes me feel a little bit better and i don't know where you guys fall on this or the chat chat you guys can let us know but look at how many people or how many players fall under the basic or playing time fifth-year option? And it's not just the Jets. I mean, even if you look at the first one, like that first column where the Jets fall, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of 32 picks more than likely are not going to get exercised because they're under the like the basic. They probably did not play enough to warrant mm. getting that kind of uh, contract. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I hadn't considered so all this before. How much before. would it go up? So Makai Becton, just to move up to the next one, um, would be twenty-one million. Now, the reason the one Pro Bowl drops down for him, uh, yeah. I believe, is because the trans. So the, the the one Pro Bowl is equivalent to the transition tag, which is the average of the top ten at your position over the course of the last five years. Um, and I think because of the way that's worded, it's a funky uh, amount where the fifth-year option for his particular spot is is better. I, I don't understand why that one was lower, unless it was from earlier in the uh, season, like if he didn't trigger it. I, I, I feel like I looked at it earlier, and I, I'm just losing my mind. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, no, but, that, but that is interesting. And you know, you know what's funny about that that pick is we all said like when we were down to those two tackles, right? You were we we were yeah. having the discussions about maybe a wide receiver. I don't think any wide receivers were yeah. taken yet, right? No, so we had no. our the first one was uh, yeah. Jerry Judy, Ruggs. or no, sorry, um, Rugs. Rugs. No, nah, yeah, first. I thought it was Rugs was yeah. the first one. Yeah, the Raiders. They took. Oh, he's not Thielen in here. Terrell. That was the twelve pick. <laughs> they they yeah, eliminated they, the twelve pick from there because he's arrested and in jail. Yeah, he's not in the crazy, league. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, but, uh, so we were all saying like, you know, we were down to those two tackles. We all, I think we all kind of landed on, even though wide receiver like lamb or Judy or whatever would be great. Mm -hmm. Jefferson, uh, tackles kind of, it's really what we want to do. I was hundred percent on tackle, but we looked at Werfs as the safe pick, even mm -hmm. though he was a right tackle. We thought, you know, the general consensus was he would move over fine, but there mm -hmm. was still that little bit of concern. Makai Becton was, the pure left tackle, but the we applauded it because it was our it was a first pick by our new GM, and it was a swing for the fences. You know, Makai Becton mm -hmm. was widely considered boomer bust, right? He's either going to be fucking the best ever, 
or this guy's never going to stay healthy. Even though he had no injury concerns, it was just the weight and all that sort of stuff. And it's like with hindsight, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe you learn from that and you choose the safer guy when the, if all things are equal, maybe Joe mm-hmm. Douglas learned a little bit from that, but I still don't hate the pick and he's still only 23 years mm-hmm. old or 24 years old. So who knows, right? Who knows what'll happen? But again, looking at it with hindsight, I think Joe Douglas might have, may have learned if those situations are, are equal, maybe just maybe it's val- more valuable to just lean on the safe side and make sure you get the guy that, that can play. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel like when I look at that 2020 draft class compared to 2021 and 2022, it just feels like such a drastic outlier from like all the picks. I have a hard time holding it like too strongly against Douglas. That was the COVID year, so it was a little funky with like interviews yeah. and things like that. And I don't know. I just I don't I don't want to hold it like as high as as maybe some other people do. I know. Um, well, think about it, Ryan. I mean, think about like like you said. Number one, it's COVID. It was his first draft, but has he not gotten better each year? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that what you would want to see from yeah. the GM? Okay, a little rocky in the beginning. The picks mm-hmm. made sense in large part. You understood left tackle, wide receiver. He got a fourth round lineman. He brought in a safety, even though if you didn't like the picks, got a running back and edge rusher. But then the next year, significantly better. Two thousand twenty-one is a very strong draft. If Zach, Zach taints the shit out of it. It really does. But the rest of the draft is very strong. And then last year's draft is nothing short of epic. You know, so he's getting better. So Mm. the people that hang their hat, like of, you know, Joe Douglas hate on the 2020 draft. It's like, dude, that's his first draft. Like he's now, if he kept going like that, Okay, now we got an argument, but he's clearly improved. Like he's getting better as a GM as he goes on. I think it's perfect. It's like what you want to see. Am I wrong? No. The, the, no last, I, you, the last thing I think you really need to see is him to start nail the free agency pieces because I think there's been uh, uh, too too many misses there. But I mean, DJ Reed was a great great swing last year. That's by far his best one. But it's a big off season for him in that regard with another draft and another. Uh, with a quarterback decision and another set of free agency, this is a big offseason for him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, That's I would point. say Conklin and Uzama, for the amount they're getting paid, I would have liked to have seen them utilized a little bit more. I don't know if that's so much a Douglas issue as much as it maybe is. Maybe it's a disconnect for like, oh, we weren't going to use the tight ends as much, so maybe don't pay them as much. Um, I thought that was kind of weird. I, free agency-wise, there's no way I thought Tomlinson was going to look the way he was going to look. Coming off oh. a Pro Bowl season, especially with having a, you know Dwayne Brown coming off a Pro Bowl season too, the two of them next to each other, to think the O-line was going to be as bad as it was. Like, I'm sorry, with Douglas missing on some of the some of the picks and some of the free agent stuff, like, I, I don't, I have a hard time, like, blaming him for certain things, but Matt, I do agree it, that that is the piece that feels like it's missing from his resume because he's got the draft picks, he has the trades, he has the waiver pickups, but the free agency is is definitely leaving some to be desired. Uh, Dom C drops in and says, $50 million a year for a quarterback is going to be peanuts in a couple of years when the new TV deal comes in to play and the cap skyrockets for reference. Daniel Jones may get $40 million a year. Um <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about that for a second. Daniel Jones, let's say like there's a situation where the Giants don't bring him back and somehow he's allowed to test the open market. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's definitely going to be a Giant in 2023 and, and probably for the foreseeable future. 
would you where does Daniel Jones fall on your list of quarterbacks the Jets could have under center? Uh, given the options we've talked about already, Carr, Rogers, Jimmy G, uh, where would he fall for you, Matt? Below Carr, but above Jimmy G. My biggest mm-hmm. concern with Daniel Jones is what will he be like away from Brian Dable? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Dable revived his career this year. He was abysmal in his second and third year, uh, but was really solid for them last year. And I think he's trending in the right direction. My fear is just, are you going to get that same guy when you take away Brian Dable? I'm not sold that you do. Um, but I would rather take that swing than the swing on the injured Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill. So I would say three. Greenman, what about you? Where does Daniel Jones fall on your list? All right. Let me, let me devil's advocate this and say, the Giants let this guy go that cl- clearly Dable had a major impact with, the guy who is, uh, also clearly had a major impact on another quarterback uh, in his career, at least one, right? He, we, so we know he, he's now developing a track record of this stuff. He, they, they let him go. The Jets snatch him up excitedly, and he goes back to being Danny Dimes of two years ago, a year late, you know, whatever, and the Giants, they get their quarterback. So they're great. They moved on. We take their garbage, and it all goes to shit because we don't have Dable. How good is that? You know, you got to consider yeah, right? the potential cost, the ramifications of such a move. I don't know. So I don't his, think Daniel Jones is bad, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little freaked out. Dable, I think it's Dable, man. That's what I think. So I don't know how to make of it. I don't know what to make of it because I do agree that once Dable and Kafka got there, his like he did play better. His yards per game went down passing, but overall it went up because he's not turning the ball over the way he was. He was fumbling the ball at an outrageous clip prior to that. Rushing-wise, was the huge jump. In 2021, well, let's say two years ago, he had 423 yards. He had over 700 yards this year on the ground with an additional seven touchdowns. Like, so when you factor that in, I would, I feel like Carr has a much higher floor than Danny Dimes, but I think I might put Daniel Jones ahead of Carr because of the unknown of Jones, where I feel like I, I know Carr is a, uh, like the commodity that he is, and I'm totally good with that level of play. But I think I would risk having lower play with a higher ceiling with Jones. Also, him being only what twenty was he twenty six years old maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think th- I think that's probably where he would fall for me. It would probably be Rogers, Rogers Jones Carr. But it, I'm probably splitting hairs with with Carr. Um, Grimmy, did I ask you your thoughts on this, or did I'm talking in circles now yeah i think you're yeah, commenting yeah. on my thoughts i think you're i think you're taking my <laughs> argument and sticking it in the garbage so i think you're doing. No. going around and around and around yeah. around and around yeah chat doesn't like me today they don't like giants yeah. players they don't like i don't know what it is it's because i said well, uh, in some weird hypothetical trade i we should do like sense. all right like really who's the guy i mean the thing is jets fans we can't agree on anything we can't no. You know, like yeah. the idea, like that any of these guys, number one, any of the guys we're talking about, whether it's Daniel Jones, uh, Jimmy G, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, we can nitpick all we want. We get any of them, this team is significantly better, okay? Any one of them, the team is better. There are question marks all over the place, and they, it's just about how good is Hackett, 
You know, how good is our offensive line going to be? Can they stay healthy? If our offensive line stays healthy, that's obviously going to be a big factor. But it's like any of these quarterbacks come on the team that we're talking about. We can nitpick the shit out of them. But I think most Jets fans would have to be happy. Even if Derek Carr is not your guy, you have to know. He's now instantly the best quarterback we've maybe ever had since Namath. I mean, really? So I think we're hair splitters around here, you know, but I don't think anybody, I think we're just nitpickers, Ryan. That's what I think we're, that's what I think is going on. We love picking nits. Uh, RJ <laughs> McPot <laughs> dropping in saying, uh, would any of y'all debate Joe Blewett or Jake Asman for best quarterback option would make for great collaboration episodes since Jake wants Lamar at all costs. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been bitching about quarterbacks for like the last two months here. So I'd, I'd love to talk to Blewett and, and Asman about that. I have talked to them about it. But I would say this, if Asman's all on Lamar, I 100% get why. And I, I would bet if we ask him, I would love to know that question, actually. You know, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'm going to text Asman right now. I'm going to see if he picks up. Let's see if he, uh, see, <sighs> get excited. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Get him on the Sauce. line. I want to, like, call him, but I don't want to, like, you know, throw him off <laughs> that we're on live TV. Like, I could, I could, like, ah, live knows. YouTube. He knows it, yeah. He's he's yeah. out of the box ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, look, if I called you, Ryan, and be like, you would you could get out of bed and you'd be ready for live. You know what I mean? Like, all right, what, oh, yeah. we're, we're live, you know? Well, let me say this too. There was a comment in the chat earlier that I think makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of where I'm residing with all this. Like, we can't forget that Joe Douglas hired Hackett, right? And he's not really going for car. It doesn't look like he's aggressively doing. There is a, probably a pretty good idea that he knows he's getting Aaron Rodgers. Like there, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe that's incorrect. But if we just remove all the fear and all, just look at this logically. You got the Sala Lafleur connection, so you know they're already talking. They sit on the couch and and they watch, you know, Friends together. Like they're buddies, you know. So they're talking. And there's this stuff's probably all kind of worked out. Aaron Rodgers has to, you know, leaf through his little processes and all that kind of stuff. But Joe Douglas probably has a pretty good idea already of what's real and what's not real. And if the Aaron Rodgers thing wasn't real, I think we might be seeing more of a push in some other directions like Derek Carr visiting and all that. So I, I'm going to choose to resign myself to that. You know, I think they know. I hope they know. My panic is seriously like if the Raiders want Rodgers, Rodgers has to say, I don't want to play with my buddy Devontae Adams and I want to go to the Jets because the Raiders have a better package. They're going to offer they or they can offer more than the Jets. They have more picks than us. Like, what are we going to do? Like, it's just it, it's almost like the situation you know, almost in reverse where like when we had the number two pick and we could have made any trade we wanted because we had all the picks in the world, like Miami may have wanted Watson at that point in time, but we could have gotten him had we wanted it. Like that's sort of the position I sort of find us in now is like we want Rodgers, but it may not even be up to us. It may, like the, the Raiders can offer a better package. Matt, your thoughts? Yeah. Why do you want to go to the AFC West? He may not want to, but he may say, hey, I would be cool with going to any of these teams. He may not say anything. He doesn't have a no trade clause. He's not retiring and hanging up 25% of his career earnings in two years. I don't think. I 
guess. I guess. But I in that division with Mahomes, Herbert on the rise with the real offensive coordinator now, and maybe Sean Payton uh, reviving Russell Wilson, that just seems like the – and a, a, a god-awful defense outside of Max Crosby, that sounds like the path of most resistance to get into the playoffs. It So – Unless Rodgers says he doesn't want to go there, if the Raiders offer that, I don't know how you don't take it if you're the Packers. There's a really good chance Bakhtiari's not going to be on the uh, Packers next year, which means you have a big need at left tackle. And if you take the Raiders pick, you're going to have your choice of the best tackles in the draft. If you take the Jets choice, you may not get any of the three. Like, it gets kind of dicey right around 13. I I don't know. I, Green Bean, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they have no defense, and their offensive line is in complete shambles. So Aaron Rodgers, again, there's Devontae. There's a few pieces there. The California thing. Uh, you got the Josh McDaniels thing as a potential um, obstacle. You know, like, new offense. There, there, there's a lot of reasons why Aaron Rodgers could just say, dude, I'd just rather go to New York. You know, he's been talking. I got that inside. Look, I got a true inside scoop, man. That Aaron Rodgers and 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 Zach Wilson, this was up until a week ago, over a two-week period, we're talking on the phone just about every day. So why mm-hmm. are they doing that? Well, you know what I mean? And I I was I was assured that is real. That is really happening. Um, and uh why is that going on? So I don't know. I think like I hear you and the package, but even if the Raiders offer more and Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to go there then they're going to send him where he wants to go. I I do sure. believe that. They're not going to they're not going to screw him, you know what I mean? I just don't see that. Um, but do you, don't you think a- it's going to happen similarly to Carr where it's like or even Watson for that matter where it's hey, we're going to negotiate with teams and then based on the trade packages we like, you can talk to those teams. Or or like give us a list of the teams you would be happy going with and then we will go find a trade. Like I think that's entirely possible too, unless he says, "Hey, the only team I'm going to play for is the Jets. I I don't know. It's 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 interesting and it's fascinating because it's such a weird, weird dynamic. It, it really is. Um, yeah. Fun. I, I got Asman's text, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so apparently Ryan needs to retract his thought process on things. Here's what Asman said. I said, sauce plus a first for Lamar, you doing it. Kept it real short. He says, I'm tempted, but I probably say no. I'd rather trade three ones for Lamar over Sauce and a first, which is totally fair. I'm, I'm good with giving up the three firsts. Um, doubt that I'm finding a player as great as Sauce is at a premium position if he plays with the three other first rounders. Um, so I guess the idea is like you're not going to find a player as good as Sauce plus a first rounder, and you'd rather give up the three lottery tickets but I think it's going to be more than three lottery tickets. That's the thing. Like, if you're going strictly off the Watson trade, it's like three firsts and, like, seconds and players and stuff like that. And that was with, like, you know, sexual assault allegations on it. Like, I think Lamar's trade is going to be way more than that. <laughs> and, like, I'm saying, like, a first and sauce instead of just, like, the three first. Like if it's just three first-round picks, I was going to give three first-round picks up for Watson with one of them being number two overall. No problem there. I don't know. I if it's just three firsts for Lamar, I'm all on board with no player. But if it's way higher than that, I understand or not understand. I think this is a stupid question. <laughs> I'm getting mad at myself now. Ugh, I'm just getting this whole chat fired up. I don't know. Your thoughts, Matt. 
Uh, I I think Jake is a smart man, and it makes more sense to trade the draft picks than the than the player. I now I would have a different uh, take on it if it was the three first round picks versus a first round pick and Sauce, because yeah, well, I think Sauce is worth more than two first round picks. Well, yeah, but I so I guess what do you think Lamar would get traded for? I guess that's probably the conversation that needed to happen in this whole thing because if it's just three firsts, I think yeah, that's you're, you're trading three players with Joe Douglas having a seventy percent hit rate, so you're probably trading two players realistically. One's going to be a bust. Um, but if you're talking like five, six draft picks, like a Russell Wilson or some type of trade like that, I just I don't know. I don't know. Sam Aiken, he drops in. He says, why are we overthinking this? Rodgers is a distraction, both off-season and in-season. Carr is an established family guy with a chip on his shoulder. The only issue with Carr is that he doesn't, I, I don't think he's going to pick us. Like, I, I, I think he's going to the NFC South. I would be very surprised. He wants to go where someone wants him and wants, like, stability and all that. And for, for us, like Robert Sala and Douglas may be gone after this year. That doesn't scream stability. We just fired our offensive coordinator this year. Like for me, Carr is not going to consider the Jets more than the Jets trying to get Carr. Like it almost looks worse for the Jets to try and get Carr. And he just says like, ha, not doing that. And just say, okay, we're going all in on Rodgers. Like for some weird part of me, it feels like that almost maybe comes off better. I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think anybody's, I don't even think seats are warm this building i really don't you think they don't they don't get the quarterback and they flub it up with zach again you don't think heads are rolling nope really i disagree why why like you look around douglas maybe has a shot if he if he like hits a home run in this draft i think sal is toast just but look at their track record when have the jets fired a coach early adam gase gase that's the only one that's the only one well, I mean, Rex got the extension and then was fired. Yeah, he got extended six years. They gave him two extra years. Yeah. They've never done it. But you don't think don't after, do like, you think after, oh, man, I don't know. I just, I, I can't I, see them giving him a fourth. You look around the whole team, you know? Yes, I think it wouldn't be good. Robert Sala got a five-year contract for $5 million a year. Joe Douglas got a six-year contract one year before Oh, Robert Sala. So they're... Half their three Matt, years into the go on, Mangini. Man, well, Mangini got cut like in the oh, middle of the night. Good. That was a weird one. That's actually a good one. No, that's good. That, that, that's I good. figured I it out. There you go. That's my rebuttal. You mean. Sorry, go ahead. There it is. Yeah. So there's okay. There's one. So that's a fair point. Fair point. But still, it's not. It's not in there. It's not something that they're known for doing. There's like a a uh, kind of a an, an idea out there that the Jets fire their coach every two or three years, and that's not really accurate. Um, so again, I think that when you look around the entire organization, the fact that there's even an idea that we're a quarterback away should have more value than people give it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this team was a complete shit show for a decade. We had, we're completely mismanaged. We were taking the wrong guys, wrong positions. We're overpaying complete losers that wouldn't even play like all that kind of stuff. Joe Douglas changed everything and now even though we had that epic collapse it's not even the worst collapse in jets history by the way i we were talking about this but even it's up there but it was and as bad as that was when you look around the team the common thinking is the jets are a quarterback away 
the offensive line thing wasn't because we don't we didn't you know uh, put resources into the offensive line. The truth is, what they did with the offensive oh, no. line was nothing short of miraculous. I think it's exciting that there's some players around the the offensive line. And I think any team, again, I think the idea that somehow they're on the hot seat. I mean, Salah's going to go before Joe Douglas, in my opinion, if that were to happen, but I just don't see it. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's the case. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope you're right. Cause I I don't like seeing regime changes and I, I really like Douglas. Like even if next year is bad, I like Douglas. I would like to see him stay. I just, I don't know after seeing how Zach has performed, if he does not show like significant growth or if like, I know there's no playoff mandate, but man, it sure feels like there is a lot of heat in that kitchen right now. Matt, do you think Sal and Douglas are, are on that hot seat and are dependent on like how they perform this year? You think they're staying next year, 2024? Uh um, I really, th- I think it should be. I don't think it's asking a lot for a head coach in year three to get his team to the playoffs and uh, GM going into his fifth year to be able to do it. And, th- and there's a lot that I le- like. This is not uh, anti Salah or Douglas take, by the way. I think they do do it, and I think that they are both here uh, in the longer term. But I don't really think it's um, you know unrealistic or too harsh to say that you have to make the the playoffs or we're gonna see if we can figure it out with somebody else oh no we just lost green bean he must have clicked oh. out of the thing he'll pop back in uh blitz crew drops in says love lamar can we build an offense for him i think that's going to be you know the argument he doesn't want to follow greg roman maybe he doesn't want to play uh in the style of offense uh so green bean we're just talking about lamar jackson blitz crew sent in a super chat can we build an offense around him yeah. um can, well, can i say one more thing yeah, absolutely. Because like it was like weird. Like I, I just I saw that the stream kept going, but mm-hmm. my connection to you stopped. Like I saw that oh. it was I just couldn't hear you guys anymore. So I I we- refreshed. But um, so I just want to say this too. Let's not forget that Woody Johnson showed us that he has no real idea how to hire a GM. He actually went outside the organization on two separate occasions, uh, to get an a, a viable general manager in here. He got screwed over by Corn Ferry, and then he got really screwed over by Charlie Casterly um, and Ron Wolf. It was really Casterly that led the charge. But the idea that he's going to want to go back and do that again, I think is also going to weigh large in, in his decision-making process. I think when you look around, Joe Douglas is, I mean, even if he missed on the quarterback, dude, it's like he's clearly a good GM. You know what I mean? Clearly. Mm. And I think that, again, I don't see Woody wanting to start that over again. He literally, he didn't know what to do. He had to go outside the organization twice and got screwed. So I don't know. Dude, I hope, I hope they're listening to you. (laughs) I really, I just have like, I have this, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, I, I see the good GM Douglas is. I've been saying he's our best GM we've ever had. If the season falls apart, I feel like you almost have to hold on to Sal if you're going to keep Douglas. Like, I don't know how you let the GM have a third head coach. Like, I, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, I can understand wanting to do it, but I just, I don't know. I would, I would have, I think there's going to be heads rolling. That would be my concern. Uh, but Blitzkrew drops in. He says, I love Lamar. Can we build an offense around him? I would say this. If you wanted to build an offense around Lamar, um, Lamar's clearly interested in playing in a different style system than what Greg Roman had him in. So I think you can. 
that's not a problem necessarily, or at least he he is willing to try and go a different route based on their offensive coordinator search. Um, if he if you know he's like, oh hey, I like Greg Roman, and you want to bring him in, bring him in as the offensive assistant, whatever. Either way, Jets have two good tight ends, some really nice running backs. I think Lamar Jackson would have the best receiver core he's had if he were to wind up here. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I feel like you could build an offense around him just fine. Matt, Lamar Jackson, could you build an offense around him? Of course you can. I, I absolutely think you can. And something that I think is a little bit unfair to Lamar is um, with when he was when he was pigeonholed in the Ravens offense, they say, oh, he could only play this style. But in college, he played more of a pro style offense than mm-hmm. what he did with Greg Roman in the in the Ravens. So I'm actually very curious to see whether it's uh, with Baltimore or a new team, how he plays uh, in a new system and if they let him open it up a little bit more. Greenbean, what about you? You think we could build a, an offense around Lamar? Oh, yeah. I think the offense is already built. I mean, like, again, I want to make sure that I'm that I'm clear from my standpoint. And I see there was a few comments in there like that. Uh, everybody's fucking freaks Greenbean out. Like, I'm, you know. But, and that, and that, you know, it's, it's technically, it's kind of partially true, right? I have my favorites. I have guys that I think would be, would, would be more likely to succeed. If we go out and get Lamar Jackson, I'm going to be ecstatic. Right, no matter what the money is, whatever the pay, whatever it is, he's going to instantly be the most dynamic player we've had at that position, probably ever. Right, and so I would be ecstatic. Now, when I think of Lamar Jackson with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, who, by the way, is still a good damn receiver. I know we had a really weird year with him, but he's a talented kid. We all thought he was going to explode this year. It just didn't happen. Right, so we got these. Running backs, we got these wide receivers. I think our tight end room is very, very good. I think Lamar Jackson would be uh, very well supported here, and I think that he would have a a really good chance to have potentially the best offense that he's ever had, uh, quite frankly. Now, the Ravens are no slouches, Mark Andrews, and I think his wide receivers down there get a bad rap. You know, Duvernay, he's had Hollywood Brown for a couple of years, uh, Rashad Bateman. I mean, they're, they're not slubs. You know what I mean? He, he's had a lot of talent. The running backs are great. But I still think the Jets here, I think the offense is almost already built around them. I think it would be very exciting to watch. Uh, I saw this in here. I wanted to, to pull this up. NY Jets fan four says, Ryan, look at the Eagles. Did Roseman get fired after the mess with Chip Kelly? No, he was given a chance to hire another two coaches. JD will stay longer than Salah if it doesn't work out. Uh, you guys are walking me off, of, like walking me back from the ledge. It's making me feel a lot better. I don't want to go back to like the Idzik or like McCagnin type uh type gm years i want douglas to stay it's been just very nice knowing that we're gonna have at least some competency in the draft um but whatever blitz crew i saw your super chat again in there i still think we can uh build a offense around lamar no questions but i don't think he's i don't think he's staying in the afc like matt said earlier i think if he is traded he's going to the falcons i don't know you guys see any other spot he may wind up, or you think he's ending up back in Baltimore? I think he's Car- the Ravens. Go on. I, I think probably the Ravens, but uh, to throw another name in there, Carolina. I think those two spots, mm. Carolina or Atlanta. Mm. Atlanta Car- right? yeah, yeah, Carolina's Carolina good. I think Atlanta has the pick ahead of Carolina, though. I think Carolina's nine. I think Atlanta's eight. Yes. Mm. Yep, you're right. And if I'm Atlanta, I'm 100% doing this trade because you prevent – you would think that – the 
Ravens would be taking a quarterback at eight, thus also preventing your division rival from getting their quarterback. So yeah, like that, that it's almost like a, a weird dynamic with like the Texans Colts. Like for me, I think the Texans are going to give up the 12 pick to jump up to number one. And I think the bears are going to fall down one pick to prevent the Colts from getting their franchise quarterback. I think that's where we're headed. Finger Lake says, love the therapy sessions. Yeah. Doesn't cost you anything. Just throw on YouTube. <laughs> Listen to us ramble and rant for two hours. Ugh. Thank you for the super chat. You guys got anything else to talk about? I got five minutes left in this show, and I'm done getting yelled at. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, we really went to, ta- we went to town on Ryan tonight. That was new. I got harassed. You would have thought I would have said McDonald's french fries were bad or something. Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, it's not quite <laughs> that bad. Not quite no. that bad. I didn't Dude, you know, McDonald's. I, I'm not even bringing that up. Forget that whole noise. Well, I went to McDonald's a couple weeks ago with my son. I literally, they had like the buy one, get one for a dollar quarter pounders or some shit. Yeah, so yeah. I said, okay, we'll get a few of those. And they had the same thing for the 10-piece nuggets. So I got two quarter pounders, two nuggets, and one large fry. And it was $28 or some shit. Like, yeah, $24. Some, I couldn't mm. believe it. The it was the fries. The fries were like four fifty, dude. For oh yeah, that's how they get you. The burgers are like cost losses. They 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 get you in there with cheap burgers, and then they hit you for like the five dollar soda, and like the friggin' five dollar fries. I went to Chick Fil A before like I got home today. Got myself Uh, a little chicken sandwich. Didn't go the full meal. Just one chicken sandwich. Didn't want to ruin dinner. But ugh, dude, you want to talk fast food? Ugh. We're going to have to have an after dark session (laughs) if I start talking about Chick-fil-A. Getting hot in here. Uh, Armani (laughs) AD drops in, says, love the show as always, fellas. Ryan, I support your Lamar excluding sauce trade. However, uh, JD did not hire Gase. Okay. I'm not trading sauce. (laughs) Not trading sauce. There's no situation where sauce is getting traded for Lamar Jackson. Get that off your heads. I want sauce here. Lifetime jet. Best DB we're ever going to have. He's going to beat Revis's records 100%. Um, calling it right now. Uh, but yeah, JD not hiring Gase. Yeah, that, that that's fine. I So I guess he hired one head coach. I just, I guess my fear is the perceived panic of, hey, these guys couldn't get it figured out. Let's do something different. But I do understand how there's different jobs and they have different responsibilities. And I saw Dom C in there mentioned earlier, hey, if we miss out on Rodgers, we miss out on Carr, you know, is that on... Um, Douglas, those are kind of outside his control. I would say, no, it's not on Douglas unless we were beat because of price. If we right, lose right, out because yep. of it. price, then that is Douglas's fault. Greenbean, mm-hmm. you want to share your That's, thoughts? Uh, I just wanted to concur. That's, I think if they don't want to come here, they don't want to come here. Joe Douglas has been here three, you know, he's had three drafts, uh, three real off seasons. So it's like, you know, he can only impact it so much in that time. We're still the Jets, everybody. I need to remind everybody. We're still the New York Jets. And most of the people out there, all these 20-something-year-old players, they look at the Jets. They The Jets have never been good in their life, okay? So we got to remember that. So some players are not going to want to come here. But if it's like, hey, we're bidding for Derek Carr and he didn't want to throw in the extra third, then that's on Douglas. That's that's I, I agree 100% with how you put that. Matt, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think that would be the 
him not wanting to give the extra capital and losing out on a guy is the only point when he would get, you know, the blame for it. You can't, you know, kidnap the guy and have him sign on the dotted line. If he doesn't want to come, he doesn't want to come. Uh, RBiv25 says, if the Jets whiff on all the big quarterbacks, would you rather see Mike F and White development instead of Tannehill and Mayfield? Yes, I would. I would rather see Mike White come back, have Zach Wilson, you know, I would like him as like quarterback three and I would like someone else in there, but I just don't see how, I can't see a situation where Zach is not QB two next year. Um, three. You think, he, well, no, you, you think he, I don't think he's going to be QB three. I think he's, I think at worst he's QB two. I don't think there's a situation yeah. where we bring in a vet and another player ahead of Zach. I think I Zach think is so. going I, to be QB two. Nope. I think Zach is going to be on the developmental track. I think you got to so have somebody, dude, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know what well, I mean? I th- like put it this way. I think we could draft another quarterback, but I don't think that quarterback is going to play meaningful reps in front of Zach Wilson, unless he was like, yeah. like way better. Like, yeah. I think they're going to try and develop Zach without, like, I think they're going to bank on Rogers or whoever being healthy the entire time and not yeah. needing the other That's quarterback. Scary. I think we try to roll with two plus a practice squad guy. I don't know. I would, I mean, I could, I, that, I, it's not that nuts. I would mm-hmm. much rather say we're going to give Zach almost a, a free season to just sit back and learn and push reset. You either keep Mike White as the backup or you bring in a Jacoby Brissett. Like, so bringing in Aaron Rodgers with a Briss or a Jameis Winston or something like that as a backup, I think would be real smart for this year. So if, if Aaron Rodgers, whoever we get goes down, the guy coming in isn't Zach. Cause then it just ruins the whole plan. It's just, it's like the whole developmental thing. He's coming in, he's all stressed. People are yelling from the audience again. It's all back. It's just, I don't know. I think it would be fully, fully, foolhardy. That's me. Matt, you think if we get a vet quarterback in here, we're bringing in another quarterback outside of Zach. I think it depends on who it is. So I'm going to go full mm. middleman Matt and split the difference between you guys. Because <laughs> I think that's I think, fine. I think if it's someone like Rogers or Carr, that's someone who like they, they would be comfortable with rolling Zach with as uh, QB2. But if it's Jimmy G or Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew or someone like that, I think you would need another guy there uh, in that quarterback mix um i think it depends on the player that they bring in Hmm. yeah i guess if you're not spending as much like i don't know what mike white gets paid i would imagine if we struck out on everything i don't know i if you're mike white and you watch the jets try to go after all these different quarterbacks are you staying in new york or are you going to try and follow the florida la matt Mm. uh yeah i don't i don't know right yeah that's a good point that's a good point. You might want to leave. I I, I heard a rumor. Um, a little birdie told me that uh, a team in Florida that needs a quarterback has interest in Mike White. Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's them. Oh, that was the good. rumor. They tried to trade for him two years ago, didn't they? Was that, was that the rumor, I think? I thought that's what it was. Um, I didn't hear that one. I heard something else. Very yeah. interesting. Too bad he's not under contract and we can't get a pick for him. Yeah, can't do anything. Should have traded him already. Uh, Let me rip through this. Matt, can you go to last week's show and get us some qualifiers? Matt, uh, Green Bean, you have all our qualifiers already? Or are you still picking them? Uh, I got one more. Yeah, we're good. Blitzcrew says, Raising Cane's is awesome chicken. 
better than Chick-fil-A. Mahomes owns some. Uh, so I've actually never been to a Raisin Cane's. I've never even heard of it. Matt it's, did. Yeah, it, it's so... The sauce is life-changing, but the food is very average. Yeah, Ooh, the, so, the sauce said. is tremendous. Yep. The okay. sauce I would try is great. This sounds like good. I, I love me some chicken. Dude, we have a Raising Cane's in Charlottesville. I shit you not. It, you know how Chick-fil-A, like the mm. lines are just it just crazy long? This, Bananas. This, uh, the, the location for Raising Cane's, it actually causes traffic because the, the drive through line goes out into the street and blocks this main road. And I was we I went there. I was very disappointed in the chicken. I found it to be very dry and crumbly, but the sauce, the sauce is good. That's their saving grace. I think raising canes was disappointing. Not better than Chick Fil A. I see people in the chat talking about Derek Carr. Is there is it true they like uh, are talking about a third round pick for Carr? I would fucking lose my shit. <laughs> I would be so mad. I would just be shocked if Carr accepted it before the fifteenth. After all this, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, look, the only thing that would make it okay, if we, if we, if they, if they get Carr for a third and we don't get Rodgers, I'm going to be really disappointed. It's a whiff of epic proportions and my first real hit toward Joe Douglas. I don't love mm -hmm. everything, right? There are things I think he's done wrong and made mistakes, but this would be a big one for me. Big. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Jeremy Fowler uh, tweeted out about an hour ago. Uh, inquiring teams want to rework the deal, which they believe Carr would probably won't do. Raiders asking price is modest. One NFL source said third round pick could get it done. New Orleans believed to be only team engaged to extent of visit as of now. Oh man, if that's true and Joe Douglas does not, he better have something in the works for Aaron Rodgers because if you wind up missing an Aaron Rodgers and you have whiffed on this deal, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> I'm going to, I will. I really talk am. Very poorly about you, hurt. Mr. Douglas. <laughs> I'm going to make like six videos just going, what the fuck, man? That's what I'm going to do. I could, I just can't. throw my hands in the air, you know, crying to my pillow and stuff. I know. I just, uh, for a third, you get a franchise quarterback for a third, man? Ugh. Well, that Tony B drops Trav in. B-Trav says, what if Carr doesn't want to come here? I mean, there's that. There's well, that's that. the, that's fine, right? Like, it, it seems like the Saints may be the only team he's willing to to waive his no-trade clause because of the Dennis Allen connection. Maybe there's something there. Yeah. Um, and maybe he doesn't want know. to come here and get yelled at. People were literally telling yeah. Zach's mom he should kill himself. Yeah. Maybe Look, he doesn't want I have, to get there. I can understand. And Samini said something, too, about the, uh, the Derek Carr thing not necessarily being a fit, but... Uh, I don't know. Tony says, well, Zach and the Jets were flying with John Beck coaching eight games first year. No Beck, Zach, and the Jets crashed. JD, great draft picks, except Braden Mann and Cameron Clark and, and James, James Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> and Ashton Davis and Suniga. Yeah. And yeah, look, we there's a few. That 2020 draft yeah, was a little I mean, But he's talking about the 2020 draft. You know what I mean? Again, sure. we already talked about that. I put that to bed. I know. I got it. I see what he's saying. John Beck, we need a quarterback coach. That's what it is. Um, the other thing, real quick, before we, we hop off, I did mention to Greenbean and Matt through text message that I heard uh, some rumblings that the trade for Rodgers may include more than just Rodgers. So my thought process uh. is on that, two firsts. I think the Jets are going to offer two firsts. I don't think it's going to be conditional, but I think you're going to have to get Rodgers 
and the tackle Bakhtiari. I think that's what it's going to wind up being. I made mention of that trade to someone um, that is kind of in the know, and he was like, I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no. (laughs) And I'm taking that as a yes. So That's 100%. I heard yes. That's what I hear. I love it. I would go for that every day of the week. Yeah, right. Well, that's just it because, like, you're not necessarily locked. Like, you're not sure if you're getting a tackle. And I think for the Packers, they can say, oh, we were going to cut Bakhtiari. Oh, and we were we got two firsts for Rodgers then. Like, that's a really good trade. The Jets can say, hey, we got two years at a Super Bowl for two firsts, and we got our tackle that we were going to spend a first-round draft pick on anyway. Like, I think it's just sort of like a happy medium for all of them. As, as much as Jeff fans don't want to give up the two firsts, and I'm sure I'm going to have people spitting at me right now, Um. Tony says super chats, please read. I did read your super chat, Tony. I know. I was just, I just had it on the screen. I said we just read yours, buddy. It was just on the screen. <laughs> I just, <laughs> we just talked about it again. It. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I was just. I I try to whenever I see that stuff, I try to respond, you know, and, and kind of keep it off the, off the off yeah, of yeah. your. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Let's do um, let's do a little odds or evens here. We got our got our list. Green bean. I got the list. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, but I didn't uh, get Matt. I gotta give, Matt. Yeah, I got to give Green Bean the, the, the names first. Well, let's do this. Right, okay. I'm ready. Uh, we're, ooh, I like this name. Armor of God 5059. Ooh. 5059. 5059. Okay. Armor yeah. of God. Got it. We'll go Ted Kanarek. K A N A R E K. Kanarek. Got it. Uh, Playboy, seven T nine three, seven B nine three, seven T like the letter nine nine three. Yeah, that was a weird one. Um, then we'll go. Let me scroll down a little bit. Ray Sean Davis. And then we'll go Brian Friel, 1473. <laughs> Aunt Jen says urinal smoocher 76. <laughs> right. I don't know if Brian that's a person, that, but I love it. <laughs> that F R E E L? Friel? Let me see. Uh, yes. Yep. F-R-E-E-L. And what were the numbers? 1473. I wonder where these numbers come from. Okay. I got it. Ready. All right, three, two, one. Oh, Matt, I can't see your figure. Sorry. Two, two, six, seven. We got an odd. We got an odd. Squirmy Weasel is the first to go. Florida <laughs> Jet fan, you're out. Uh, uh, Jets, Jets forever, sadly, is gone. Harlan uh, Abraham, who Nightbot picked literally five times tonight, is out. Wild Wave is gone. Armor of God is toast. Playboy is gone, and Brian Friel is out. Ooh, three, two, one. It's another seven. Odds. Okay, L.A. McKay, you're out. Mr. Green Jeans, you can go hang out with your wife now. Sorry, buddy. He's staying for the mm. shirt. Uh, the Real Ruck is gone, and Rashawn Davis. Then there were three. Sorry, Mr. Green Jeans. Thanks for sticking around, bud. Ooh, chat. First number after Wicked Media. Three, two, one. We got a four plus. What do we got? Four plus a two. We got six. 
It's an even. So I think we got to go one more time. All right. So we got to do one more. David Gerard is gone. We're down to Dick oh, Chimney's right. burner and Ted Canarac. <laughs> oh, hold baby. on. Hold on. Yeah. I, oh, I almost wanted to make a poll over which name, but I think Dick Chimney would win it. Okay. I can't do that. All right. Chat. First number after Green Bean late AF plus what we throw up. Three, two, one. It's got a seven plus a seven. 14. What's that? It's an even. It's even. All right, Dick Chimney's burner. You're a winner. <laughs> Yay. Yay. There you go, buddy. You won the T-shirt. Contact Ryan. Oh, I love it. It couldn't have worked out better. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Dick Chimney, reach out to me on social media. Uh, let's do my Gmail, and let me get your information. I'll send you out a T-shirt. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you tonight. Let's go around our panel, give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, what you got? Well, you know, I think I'm just going to do like a half hour after show tonight. I wasn't going to, I had no plans to do it. I told my wife I wasn't going to do it. We're going to do 30 minutes immediately following this. 10 minutes after this stream ends, we're going to do it on my channel, Green Bean Jets Fan. We'll hang out for a few more minutes. Matt, any last words for our panel? Uh, new episode of Just Jets tomorrow. We're talking about uh, four days in the dark. We're talking about if Sauce Gardner knows anything and answering your questions. <laughs> all right boys and girls sounds like a bunch of great content my final closing thoughts i'm not trading sauce gardner get the hell out of here he's going to the hall of fame as a lifetime jet Ugh. jets talk signing off G-E-T-S. i think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level so yeah when you feel as if your backs are against the wall you never have to feel like you have to do it by yourself Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Right sideline, Rosella's got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one to Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown, Jets!